0: Welcome. this is beyond the hate i'm steven i'm john i think this movie inspired the apple watch <laughs> the apple watch the reason why is because bruce wayne totally has a fucking apple watch in this movie
1: uh, well yeah he does have that uh <laughs> when alfred's like uh he was like um he took the car and he was like the jaguar and he was like no sir the other car he's like the bmw and he was like no sir the other car he fucking has like he a has little, an Apple Watch on. Yeah, he it's has like a little square digital interface. Yeah, where you can
0: see a video <laughs> of somebody on his wrist. That is a fucking Apple Watch, and this movie was made in 1995.
1: Yeah, you know, Steve Jobs was looking at this, and he was like, "Wait a minute, that's actually a good idea." Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I,
0: the, this movie inspired a bunch of uh, different things, and this is the first Batman movie not directed by Tim Burton yes uh you know and um the budget was 100 million dollars made 336 million uh not bad not bad for
1: 1995 nah well and i think well if you compare it to batman returns and the 89 batman did it do box office similar or was this one was this well, worse the, box well office?
0: the the box office is probably similar but the budget was way lower for Tim Burton. Yeah, he he wasn't doing a hundred million dollars. He was doing like $40,
1: dollars to make movies. So the overall profit was higher with yeah, Burton. Yeah, yeah. But that's because Schumacher was like, we got to go big, man. We got to have these big set pieces and these big, uh, like not only sets but like big action sequences and stuff. You know. Well,
0: he he got you know he got Tommy Lee Jones, which was probably the most expensive person in the cast. Uh, you know, except maybe Jim Carrey.
1: Yeah, Carrey in '95 would have commanded a pretty good salary. Too, yeah, Carrey was but...
0: one of the best actors in the movie. Nicole Kidman was a big up and comer from Australia. Uh, she was she was doing pretty good work back in those days. And Val Kilmer was Val fucking Kilmer. Right, uh, <laughs> Jim Morrison himself. Yeah, I mean, and he was, fucking
1: Doc Holliday. <laughs> I mean, he
0: was coming off a bunch of great stuff, and he does great stuff in this movie. We was talking about this before off off screen. I think it would have been a better movie if it was just about the Riddler. Um, and and, and which which is what Tim Burton was <coughs> going to do,
1: make it Riddler. It was
0: just going to be Riddler, and he was probably going to have Catwoman in it.
1: Uh, oh, if they brought if they brought Pfeiffer back to be Catwoman. That would have been interesting.
0: But whenever they're all like, "We're going to have a huge budget, and we want to do this, and explosions, and all this," Tim Burton was just kind of like, "I'm just going to go work on something else." And then, <laughs> what like, did
1: Tim Burton do in '95?
0: That is a good question.
1: But would uh, it have been Nightmare Before Christmas? Was well, well, technically,
0: was? technically, Tim Burton didn't direct Nightmare Before Christmas. No, he was just he, he just came just, up with the idea of Nightmare just, Before
1: Christmas. Yeah. We did an episode on Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, you, yeah you,
0: you, you'll <laughs> understand. But uh, If you Tim listen Burton, to that
1: one, yeah, Steve explains that.
0: Yeah, Tim Burton should get credit for Nightmare Before so Christmas. You should go, you should go listen it is to that. Li-
1: it is listed as Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah,
0: but he didn't actually direct it. It's, no. You know, it's kind of like, uh, well, some of our older episodes when we talk about John Hughes, it's like he didn't direct Pretty in Pink. <laughs> he gets credit like John Hughes yeah. is Pretty in Pink. He, he, that's
1: got to be like a fucking Mandela effect, <laughs> man. Like, John Hughes fucking directed Pretty in Pink in my universe. In our universe, he fucking did that. And then you look it up on, like, Wikipedia or whatever, or, like, IMDB, and it's like, no, it was this other dude. And it's like, what the fuck? That's a John Hughes movie. So after
0: Batman Returns, uh, uh, Tim Burton went on to direct Ed Wood. In ninety four, oh, and, right. then, and then Mars Attacks in ninety six. So I think Mars he's, Attacks would be what he was doing. was probably
1: working on Mars Attacks, which
0: ak, ak. Ak, ak, that was a great movie <laughs> by the way. Mars Attacks is an awesome. Movie. It's, it's, it's a hilarious movie. It's, a great it's very nineteen
1: fifties science fiction style. Yeah, I like that.
0: Yeah, that's a fun movie. It's super fun. It actually kind of reminds you of like a like a sci fi Mel Brooks type movie. That's really what it reminds me yeah, of. Like I if, can see if that. Mel
1: Brooks did like a uh, 50s which, aliens type movie. Yeah, I think that that would, would be, be like a Mars like attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of yeah, it, yeah, it, I could see that.
0: Yeah, before we get carried away, what are we drinking today, John?
1: Uh, this is the uh, Beta Brewing Company, uh, and this is uh, the Strawberry Lager. And it's uh, 4.2% alcohol by volume. And yeah. it's uh pretty delicious.
0: It's very good. I'm gonna give it a 2.5 because I think it yeah. could be more strawberry.
1: Yeah, it needs more strawberry, but mm. it's got a really good uh, it's got a good flavor to it. Like it doesn't taste bitter. It's you know it it the the strawberry's there, but I feel like yeah, if they if it, what's probably the best strawberry beer that you've had? Like a Reds maybe
0: i I don't know if i would see that's the thing about the reds i i don't even know if i consider that a beer or if i consider it a wine cooler
1: like a wine cooler
0: because it is really kind of like a strong wine it's not like a beer it's not like a craft beer or anything it's kind of just like a really strong wine yeah so i I don't know i don't know if i ever drank like an amazing amazing strawberry beer yet yeah i'm looking forward to it because we do that but i do want to. this is pretty good though this is close yeah, if you you guys go in the store and you're like, I kind of have flavor for some strawberry, and I also want some alcohol in it. Get this, it's good. It's yeah. good. But uh, we 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 drank another beer the other day. It was the um, Bud Light lemon uh, lemon tea lemon tea, and we're probably not gonna review that on the show. I mean, like like because it's a Bud Light. It's, it's like a, a, a mass not, yeah. produced beer. Yeah, but it's very good. Also, we we would recommend you guys doing it. in the the bottle tops. That's cool as shit because
1: you just like <laughs> peel them off steve uh, loves the caps for those He's yeah like, I was like, Which, every great. bottle did this <laughs> yeah you just peel it off peel it's it badass. off you don't need like a you don't need like a tool or anything yeah you just
0: yeah you just peel it back pop off and drink it it's yeah. pretty great um they and put, it's actually
1: it's made with uh it's made with lemon peels and then it's brewed on uh black tea leaves right isn't i read right. that on the bottle yeah and it it, it does very much taste like If you got, like, a tea with a lemon and then you just, like, threw it together with a beer, that's what it tastes like.
0: Yeah, it's very good.
1: You know, so if you're, you know, if you kind of, if you had, like, a a tea mixed with a beer, that's basically what it is. So if you see that in the store, pick that shit up, too. So,
0: all right, back to the movie. (coughs) Uh, Billy D. Williams, uh, as far as his contract, he was supposed to play Two-Face. Because he, he was had, the
1: original Harvey Dent and the Burton Batmans.
0: Yeah, and the reason he signed on to do those is because it was agreed that whenever Two-Face was actually going to be a villain, it would be him. Yeah. But Schumacher was like, fuck all that. <laughs> I want Tommy Lee Jones because we're boys. Oh, um, okay. So they basically breached the contract with Billy D. Williams,
1: which Tim Burton fucking hated. Uh, yeah, because uh, Tim Burton's good with Billy D. isn't yeah. he? That's Lando Calrissia, man. You fucking yeah. with the wrong people. It, let's
0: just be honest. I love Tommy Lee Jones. I love him. Yes. But Two Face has to have like a mass amounts of charisma because he was Harvey Dent, which was
1: a district attorney. Yeah. He's supposed the district to, attorney of Gotham.
0: Yeah. He's supposed to be very intelligent. That's not the Two Face we got here. This Two Face was dumb as a fucking rock. <laughs> this is like the dumbest Two Face ever.
1: Well, I mean, right. if you compare him to like uh, what was Aaron Eckhart's version. Aaron Eckhart's is
0: the, the best version of Two Face because he's so natural.
1: Screen. Yeah, it's just and even when he starts to turn, and you could see that he he's not quite the uh, you know the knight in shining armor that we think he is. Yeah. when he starts to turn and he has that kind of slow turn towards the madness but he's not so far gone that he's just total madness. Mm-hmm. He still has the the regular side of him, which is, that's the thing with Two-Face. He's like the definition of bipolar. He can either strangle you, or he could have like an intelligent conversation with you. He's, right. You know, it's like the Joker would, would rather just strangle you and be done with it because he thinks it's funny. But Two-Face is like, you know, I've got like two different ways I can approach this. Right, things, right. You know, and that's, I think, uh, when I watch this, and that's the thing is that like, my understanding of Two Face, really, that I knew of, came from the Batman animated show that they used to have on. Is that on Fox? Right? It was Fox, wasn't it? Did the Batman animated series where Mark so. Hamill was the Joker and um, they had? Uh, yeah, they had. No, like, that would have been on Warner Brothers. Was that Warner Brothers? It would have been on Warner Brothers. Was it on? Was it on the uh, WB? The WB. Was it on the WB? It okay. was on the WB. yeah. Rest in peace, WB. That was a good. That was a good channel. Yeah, it was
0: yeah because it was it was it was like after the Funimation stuff and everything. It was the, the Batman, Batman series. It was on. Well, because the they had
1: like the they had like Animaniacs and like that type of Animaniacs, stuff. Animaniacs. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was like the Animaniacs and like Pinky and the Brain and uh, like that kind of stuff. Um, and then uh, so Pinky
0: and the Brain, Brain.
1: brain. <laughs> Pinky and the Brain is the shit. Uh, yes, it was
0: live action. Pinky in the Brain. Never do that. Never who would be pinky i'm thinking michael Sarah. but well, that would be a good one I, you know, you know <laughs> who would be brain though you know I like would, anthony hopkins <laughs> no see I, I i think of old school actors when i'm thinking of pinky and the brain because i'm like uh it's like pinky i was like, i keep thinking about the what, what's that dude named uh john Tortorio. john torturo yeah john torturo i'm like that would be a great
1: pinky As pinky oh yeah yeah <laughs> What then, are we doing tonight, Brain? The same thing we do every night, Pinky. Try to take over the world. And, and then Brain, I, I mean... I, You'd have uh, to have... Cause, because Brain is supposed to be like a take on Orson Welles, right? Yeah. Because they said that, like, the I don't know who it was that did the voice acting for Brain, but he's, I, I remember them saying that, like, he, he sort of tried to mimic Orson Welles, that he, Brain is supposed to sound like Orson Welles, like this in, yeah. very intelligent with, like, kind of a pseudo-accent. And... It's like you'd have to find somebody who's really good at being able to pull off that that kind of an accent, I guess, with Yeah. That Every time, air of sophistication.
0: I, when I when I've thought about Brain, you know, even when I was a kid and stuff, I always thought about Wallace Shaw. Wallace Shaw. <laughs> yeah, because he looks like him. He does <laughs> he look like looks like, he looks like a good damn mouse.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Inconceivable! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I had to look
0: up his name. I knew I was thinking about it. I was like, yeah, the dude from the princess bride's always, is I always Wallace get Sean. him
1: and, uh, Ron Howard's brother mixed Clint up. Clint Howard. Howard. I always get him and Clint Howard mixed up. Cause I'm always thinking, I'm like, Oh yeah, that's Ron Howard's brother. And I'm like, no, it's fucking Wallace Shawn. What am I, what am I thinking? Yeah. You know, it's like I always get those two confused, but Wallace Shawn, his brain would be fucking awesome. It would be amazing. If he could do the accent like brain, fucking sign me yeah, up. Yeah, sign me up. We'll watch it. <laughs> that could be like a that could be like a dreamworks movie you know they could do it like cg animated like yeah it Kiki would, it would have to
0: be like DreamWorks or like maybe a pixar movie. pixar
1: movie yeah if pixar did it they could they could knock that out of the park i think dreamworks could probably do so. or what's the one that does the the minions and stuff that's uh illumination entertainment or whatever i think so yeah yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah. do like despicable me and the minions and stuff don't they do the pets movie yeah, the secret world of pets. I think so. That's Illumination. Oh, that might be Pixar. Uh, Illumination Studio or whatever. I, I can't remember. Pictures. Yeah, they they had that. There's like several Everything
0: different... great. I automatically think that's just Pixar. Pixar. <laughs> because they are the best at it. That's why Disney had to buy them. Let's get the
1: ass kicked. Yeah. Pixar. Disney's <laughs> collecting studios like the damn Infinity Stones. Yeah,
0: it's like Vince McMahon whenever he's collecting all the uh, wrestling yeah. companies.
1: Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy out George, you know I'm gonna buy out uh, Smoky Mountain Wrestling. I'm gonna buy the AWA. Fuck competing. Just buy it. <laughs> just buy it. That's what we do in Fire Pro Wrestling. <laughs> yeah, well we, we just put, put your ass out of business. business. And then we sign your wrestlers. And then we sign your wrestlers that we want. Yeah. You know, <laughs> um, that's how you get a people to sign contracts. Just put their company out of business and sign them as a free agent.
0: So it looks like you don't have Pro a job
1: tip. anymore. Yeah. So hey, work for us. Here's a contract. Right. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but, yeah, back to what my point was earlier. Uh, whenever I think of, like, Harvey Two-Face, I always think of the cartoon version of Two-Face that they did on the Batman animated show, which is fucking amazing. I don't even know how you would watch that anymore unless you could watch it on streaming somewhere. Like, maybe it's on Hulu or something? I don't know. I don't know how you would watch the Batman animated show nowadays. It's probably on iTunes and stuff, I would imagine, but... You know, that was an Warner awesome Warner Brothers show.
0: sells all that shit somewhere. So. Yeah, they
1: probably have, like, a box set of, like, the Batman animated yeah. series with, you know, Mark Hamill as the Joker. And uh, that was also when they introduced Harley Quinn for the Joker.
0: Yeah, Warner Brothers, um, a lot of their money comes from animated Batman or DC stuff. Yeah. So, and they're amazing at that. They're, they're, um... Does
1: Warner actually own DC or is it just like a corporate partnership? It's a... I've always wondered about that. They don't
0: own DC Comics.
1: But it's like a, it's like they they have like a, like a, a contract that... Warner Brothers produces movies and films and stuff yeah, for DC. Yeah, but let's
0: say anybody else wanted to make a movie that's uh, DC based, they would literally have to buy Warner Brothers to do it because right. Warner Brothers does everything DC. Yeah, it's like a... no it's not it's not like Disney having to buy rights from Fox and Sony and all this kind of stuff. DC is only Warner Brothers. Right, yeah so you're not gonna be like hey you remember that dc movie universal made nope they never made that only Warner brothers can make that Mm. shit so (laughs) yeah that's one thing that's been kept close and tight only Warner brothers Warner brothers might actually own dc now i don't i haven't looked that up in a while but i know
1: um or maybe they have like the controlling i think they have the controlling um, stock or something uh tv and movie deals so maybe they that okay well let me let's see dc comics wonder if it says on here uh uh let's see
0: but they're kind of like the nfl they only like to deal with one person I'm trying Which, to think i just saw it on here this is why we get mediocre madden games now right <laughs> uh, because only one company is allowed to make them and any time when you only have one company that can make anything
1: for yeah, 20 said, years. Uh, oh, damn it. I just saw it, too. Uh, DC Comics Incorporated is an American comic book publisher. is the publishing unit of DC Entertainment, a subsidiary of Warner Brothers since 1967. So, DC actually is... Um, they are the, the kids, basically, to Warner Brothers. that They actually... So, yeah, you're oh, right. Yeah. So, since 1967, huh? Warner Brothers bought DC all the way back then? I guess so. That's crazy. Batman was created
0: in 1939.
1: Yeah. Well, they, they created him. So, yeah, DC started in 1934. Yeah. So, yeah, five years later is when they came out with Batman. And Batman was in Detective Comics, right?
0: Yeah, he was actually in just did a, an appearance kind of a joke character and then people loved it so much they started making batman comic books
1: yeah the joke's on you motherfuckers because he's awesome where do they they think he was a joke because it was a dude in a giant bat costume is that what they thought was funny about it i mean yeah he was a guy in a big
0: bat costume trying to solve crimes right because he wasn't like the super ninja then that's just stuff that got made Oh, like him training with the League of Shadows. He was just kind of a a guy that worked in the shadows, and he was solving crimes. Ah. He'd literally go around
1: like a detective. So, in the original version of Batman, were his parents always killed, and that's why he became Batman? Or did that not get added in until later? Well, that
0: was kind of... That's what they said his backstory was, but they didn't say his backstory... Until Bob Kane took over the Batman comic books. And started and then, writing those. Which was, was still in like the 80s. It was I think when Bob Kane took it over. And that's whenever the story was added into it. With that he, the Waynes yeah. and him
1: being uh, an orphan. Yeah. Where he was an
0: orphan and his parents were and killed. Alfred and kind of and raised yeah. him
1: in the mansion. Okay. Because I always wondered if that was the real... Because I remember hearing that like Joker's backstory didn't get flushed out until like way later that like joker didn't really have like an origin story for like a long time and then they just kind of gave him it would have been in
0: the 2000s probably for the joker
1: yeah it probably would have been i like, still don't know I in the exactly last 10 or origins. 15
0: years you know probably in the killing joke actually i mean because back in the day he was just a mysterious character all the villains were they they none of the villains had backstories yeah like none of them they were just villains yeah. And then, whenever you got into the new form of writing where everybody wanted to know backstory and actually content, then they started coming in with these, you know, better, you know, comic book writers like, you what know, David S. Goyer evil. and, you know, people like that. Then they started, you know, like uh, Todd McFarlane. Todd McFarlane and, uh, um,
1: Spider Man and stuff, yeah.
0: Yeah, um, uh, shit. The, the other guys, uh, the, the dude that did t- Sin City, um, Frank Miller, Frank Miller and yeah. stuff like that. He added a lot of dark shit to a bunch of comic books and and just then like it's uh, not
1: like when like Neil Gaiman and like those kind of guys, mm-hmm. Neil no Gaiman or whatever when they started, yeah.
0: Yeah, comic books, you know, they they had to kind of evolve over time and Marvel was a little ahead of ahead of things because like Captain America had a good backstory wolverine didn't they kind of went back they had like wolverine and they're like, oh he's a popular character and then they did like wolverine origins yeah and then they did the movies where the origins were kind of canon and stuff like that so you know a lot of times you you just kind of had people say stuff in comic books but you never had them like actually explore it in a storyline mm-hmm. but then a lot of these new writers came in and they're like hey we want to explore that and give these people backstories and you know like i think a lot of success of what batman is today is probably because of bob kane yeah you know because he's credited for most of the batman stuff yeah because so.
1: isn't he the one that came up with like the batmobile and the gadgets like yeah. the, the utility belt and everything
0: and you know a lot of it was he, he kind of uh you know wanted batman to kind of be like a um, detective ninja
1: james bond um Oh yeah, like the Bond movies and the Batman movies have a lot of similarities. Yeah,
0: you know, Batman's a vigilante. Bond, basically, a vigilante. He just happens uh, to work for Her Majesty's government. <laughs> some, sometimes, yeah. Uh. Sometimes he does,
1: <laughs> unless you uh, unless you fuck around with Felix Leiter and then he goes rogue and loses his license to kill. You but... shoot him off a bridge. <laughs> um. Um, yeah. <laughs> But uh, but that was one of the things that I always thought was interesting was that you know like whenever like a new Bond is announced, it's almost like when they announced the new Batman. Well, yeah, they're kind it's of very similar. Like they even kind of look the same. You could take somebody who played Bond and say that's the new Batman, and you're like, okay, that probably makes sense. Like if they had back in the day, let's just say in this weird like bizarro world. Pierce Brosnan was never James Bond and he got casted to be Batman. He looks like Bruce Wayne cuz he's got the dark hair, he's got the, you know, like the kind of dad bod physique. The only he thing He looks like a kind of guy that you could get to be, you know, Batman.
0: The only thing about Pierce Brosnan is he can't do an American
1: accent. He can't do an American accent. Yeah, not everybody from the UK can can just Turn that off. Yeah, people people think like,
0: that the U- UK actors are just instantly better than American actors because of their their ability to accent. I've never heard Pierce Brosnan do an American accent. I've seen him play an American in movies, but uses English he accent. Can't
1: quite drop the accent, yeah, or his
0: Irish accent. I mean, yeah, uh, because you know it's and it's okay. I mean, it's it's fine. I mean, that's
1: not a big deal. But if you're playing Batman, it's like Arnold. Like Arnold can't drop his Austrian accent. Yeah, I mean, but Arnold's not trying to play Batman. That's what I'm saying. You play
0: Batman. He is a. He's he's from an elitist family. That's actually the biggest thing about it. Yeah. So he'd speak proper American English. Right. He wouldn't speak anything other than that. So you kind of have to nail that. Like Christian Bell, is Welsh, and he had you know which. Christian Bell's better at speaking American than he is fucking his own language. So he's one of those guys that's just – it's it's just crazy how good he is at an American accent. Yeah. When you hear him speak Welsh, you're like, wait, I thought he was an American. And it's like – because yeah. you really never hear him use his actual accent in any movie he's ever in.
1: Yeah, because he's never really ever – like he's never really supposed to be like a Welsh character. Yeah. Even where if he actually he, can use his real even accent. Even if he's in
0: a movie where he's playing like an English character, he doesn't use his, he doesn't use his Welsh accent – he uses
1: a different. Accent. He uses the English accent, yeah, because <laughs> Welsh so, is very different from like traditional like London type it, English. Which
0: I would say that Welsh, uh, Christian Bell's Welsh, I'm not gonna say all Welsh, is, yeah. is a cooler voice yeah. than most English accents. But like some Welsh it, it, people
1: have really cool accents. The Christian yeah. Bell definitely. Like Eve Miles, I always like Eve Miles' accent. Yeah. yeah,
0: But like he he chooses like basically to never use it in any movie. Like, yeah. So like
1: in any movie that Christian, like Bell's Patrick Bateman when he played Patrick Bateman in American Psycho. Yeah. Well, isn't it Patrick Bateman? Isn't that the name of his yeah, character? Yeah, it's Patrick Bateman. Yeah, Because I, kid- I want to say Jason Bateman, and I'm like, that's not right. That's no, Jason I- Bateman is
0: not a serial killer, except of our hearts. Yeah.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> he killing it out here. He's um, killing it, son. Uh, but... He did a movie with Ron Reynolds. You people might not know, but it's amazing. But, yeah, when he was Patrick Bateman, he had to use, like, an American accent because he's just supposed to be, like, a regular American dude. When he plays Batman, he has to drop the accent. You know, that's the thing about Christian Bale, you know, and and i would even say gary oldman like since we're you know talking about batman here when you go to like the dark knight series and you hear you see gary oldman as commissioner gordon you know it's like you you forget sometimes that gary oldman is from england like you just totally forget that that's what he is because you've seen him in movies where he just uses like an american accent he just drops his british accent entirely and you're i sometimes you forget and you're like oh yeah gary oldman is from england
0: there there there's one thing I, I do wanna bring up before we get into the comments since right. we're talking about
1: accents. Right.
0: Why is it always when they make a three musketeers movie they only use English or American people?
1: No, uh, instead when of French. When it's people? fucking French. Right. Like it's a no French one story. has a
0: French accent in any of the three Musketeer movies.
1: I don't know. Unless the maybe <sighs> Is it maybe because like the production company doesn't want to go through like the process of trying to maybe they feel like the French accent's too difficult to understand well, when it's accented there, that strongly? I mean maybe you I don't, don't know. have to
0: you don't have to overaccent the French though. No. that you know, you could get you could get a good actor, you know, like a Christian Bell that can do, you know, like a soft French and then you'd be fine. Yeah, you... just like
1: a you know, it doesn't have to be like a strong French accent, but it can be like a slight French accent so that it still feels like you're in France. Yeah. I think it feels the, like French characters.
0: I think the man in the iron mask probably did the best at it. And it was, uh, what was it? Porthos, the dude that played Porthos, he's actually a French actor. Yeah. And he actually did great. That's a great movie just all around anyway. Yeah. By the man, way. man. Yeah. Leo, Leo's yeah, that Leo, Leo, but like literally the other people around Porthos is John Malkovich, Jeremy irons. And, uh, um, uh, fucking uh, Gabriel Byrne.
1: Yeah, Gabriel Byrne, yeah. Yeah,
0: and, <laughs> and uh, two of those guys are using an English accent, and John Malkovich is using, like, a basically just his Regular voice.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Could John Malkovich even do accents? I don't know. I don't know. Why would you have him
0: change it? I I think that would be my direction as a director. Why would you have him change that beautiful voice that he has? Yeah, Uh,
1: because Malkovich has a really good speaking voice. He has a great
0: speaking voice, but he is playing a French character. They all are. And the one actor, which was a French comedian, dude, he's actually doing it. And he actually speaks French in the movie. Right. And he's the least known person in the movie. Right, yeah. (laughs) Like,
1: I don't know what his name is i i don't have it in front of me but yeah i know but you're i know about. i know he is he's the, he's the big guy yeah you know and uh, you know it's it's like <clears throat> you know like when they um when they were doing the casting for 300 and they um they asked uh zach snyder it's like well how did you think to to bring in somebody like um gerard butler you know, and like, why do why do all of the Spartans have that like Scottish type accent, like Butler does? And he was like, well, because he's like, I ran it by Frank Miller, and I'm like, how are these guys supposed to talk because they're Spartans? You know, they're, it's a city state inside of, you know, the Greece, right? Greece, so, yeah. So you would think that they're supposed to have like a Greek accent. And he was like, well, he was like, he always sort of equated the Spartans to like the Scottish Highlanders and stuff like that. And he was, like, for some reason he was, like, that Scottish accent just sounded like it made sense for the Spartans. So they just kind of had everybody have, like, either, like, an English or, like, a Scottish accent. Because the one guy, uh, David Wenham, the guy who has the eye patch that's, like, telling the other Spartans about – Amazing, amazing. You know, he has an awesome voice, too, since we're talking about that. But, um, you know, he has, like, a very, like, heavy kind of English accent. It's very distinct. And then when you hear Gerard Butler in the movie, it's like Gerard's using his, like, just kind of regular Scottish accent for the most part as Leonidas, you know, but even- I think Frank Miller was probably
0: also inspired by Braveheart to write 300. Yeah, uh, yeah you
1: could sense that.
0: Yeah, and that's, that's not a bad thing to be inspired by. No,
1: Braveheart's a fucking epic. Um,
0: regardless of what you feel about Mel Gibson, he made a masterpiece
1: there. Yeah. Um, so let's get in the comments. So (laughs) So we were talking about masterpieces. Uh this movie's a fucking masterpiece. I'm just gonna say that right now. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um No the thing about this movie is that like this was one of those movies that like I've watched this movie more than the eighty nine Batman and Batman Returns, like combined twice. So and I think the reason why is because when I was a kid Because
0: Drew Barrymore's in this fucking movie. She's
1: oh, always sugar fucking move. Oh <laughs> yes. As sugar. Yes. I would fuck sugar and spice at the same time. You know, like uh, two faces, uh, little is two little, little girls as concubines. Um, I don't know what the hell are those. They're like, are they girlfriends? What are they? What are those two supposed to be?
0: I don't know. Are they kind of today's like, day and age? They'd be called problematic as fuck. But...
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they would be called therapy sessions. <laughs> yeah. Um, But, uh, (laughs) but, uh, like when I was a kid though, like I remember I had the VHS of Batman Forever and I watched the shit out of this movie, like when I was a kid because I would watch it continuously. You know, I used to deliver newspapers and I would go out and I would deliver newspapers, come home, and I would kind of go through like my VHS's and I would put something on so I could go back to sleep because it would be like, you know, five, six in the morning. And if it was like a weekend or something, I'm like, why well, don't have to wake up right away. I just had to do my papers. Jesus, and then, it'd
0: be pretty hard to go to sleep to Jim Carrey.
1: Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like when you're when you've been like out delivering newspapers for like almost two hours and your legs are tired as fuck from pedaling a bike, you'd be surprised how much, you know, I would hear like Jim Carrey's maniacal laughter. And I'm still like, <sighs> like asleep, you know? Like, when you're that damn tired, you will find ways to fall asleep. Jim
0: put a lot of energy in this <clears> movie. <throat> like, he put a lot of good energy in this movie.
1: Yes. But that's one of the things about this movie is that because I've watched it so much, I think a lot of times, like, when people are like, oh, yeah, Batman Forever, that's when everything kind of went off the rails, you know, and everybody. Like, I didn't hear about people not liking this movie until, like, way later. And I'm like, wait, why did people not like that movie? Because at first I was like, why the hell wouldn't you like this movie? This movie is pretty good. Well, we now, know. going back and watching it with fresh 2019 eyes, it is very campy. It is very over the top. Well, it was it,
0: campy then.
1: Yeah. I mean, it definitely campy then. But, like, when I'm a kid, I don't quite understand that this is, like, kind of going back a little bit to the humor of the 60s era Batman. Well, you don't
0: care either. Because yeah. Because you're just, when you're, you're a kid, you're just trying to watch something to entertain yourself. I just want to see Batman not, be some ass, you know? Not be some. You know, bitch on the internet, <laughs> keyboard you know, warrior, keyboard warrior. I'm saving the world. No, you're not. One click at a time. No one's. Uh, hopefully, no one with any sense is reading your shit <laughs> because it's garbage. <laughs> right. So um, yeah. So let's let's get into this first so person's comment.
1: Since we're talking about uh, Two Face and the Riddler, right? We'll just start there. Um, if this was based on a true story, the Riddler's plan
0: worked. The end. Podcast over. Because what was his plan? He was going to steal brainwaves from people and have them in a trance in their devices. Right. That's what's happening now. He won. Yeah. All right. Movie over.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, when you go back and you watch this with 2019 eyes, right? Like you start thinking, like, oh man, like being entranced by like 3D stuff and virtual reality and all that kind of shit that like Nigma was doing with his Tech stuff it that's kind of what's happening now the iwatch was created this the fucking, movie. fucking apple watch was created by <laughs> fucking Joel Schumacher
0: it was cuz it's the exact design it's a fucking square watch with a fucking black piece in the middle of it it looks exactly like a fucking apple watch yeah
1: it even does the video and everything everything yeah it would have been because fucked that up was if it would when have was, had music on it, too. It's when like, I was oh, rewatching
0: it, and I was like, that's a fucking Apple Watch. They yeah. designed it to look just like this shit. Yeah. And this was 1995.
1: Yeah. Like, uh, what, 15 years later was when they finally came up yeah. with like, the Apple Watch or something like that, 20 years later. It's crazy to think that something that, you know, is that old from 95 that was just a prop in a movie is just Bruce Wayne's watch could be inspirational for something like the Apple watch, you know? Um, but uh, so the comment says, uh, as if a poorly done treatment for two face and the, uh, Riddler and a poorly done romance subplot added into the mix. Weren't enough. We have another poorly done subplot thrown in Robin, the most hated sidekick in the world. <laughs> Joel introduced uh, Robin as a character who wants revenge on two face and offers uh, absolutely nothing else significant to the story. Uh, Look, Chris
0: O'Donnell did a good job. <laughs> you know who it was going to be?
1: Uh, oh, no. So is this not the one about uh, Riddler and Two-Face? Oh, maybe I jumped it. Maybe I jumped to the wrong one. Oh, well, I'll just continue with this anyway. Um. I do okay. have stuff in here about Riddler and Two-Face. Maybe I picked the wrong paragraph. I fucked up. We're just going to continue on with Robin then.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, do you know who is actually going to play Robin, though? <coughs> Until Chris O'Donnell got this part? Uh, Marlon
1: Wayans. Marlon Wayans? That would have been awful. Ah, uh, oh, man. I don't know about that.
0: Marlon Wayans. And this is a fact. And I like him. He's funny. Yeah, Marlon's funny. He cannot act. <laughs> at all. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Damon Wayans,
0: yes. Damon Wayans, Keenan Ivory Wayans, yeah, Keenan Ivory Wayans,
1: <laughs> Keenan Thompson, for that matter. <laughs>
0: Keenan Thompson would have made a better Robin. Actually, I would have loved that. <laughs> I would have laughed my ass instead off. Instead of working of on, instead Thompson. of
1: doing all that, or like the fucking. Like Apparently, in Good
0: Burger, he was like fucking twelve years old or something because. Like I was looking him up the other day and he's like 38 now. I'm like,
1: how the fuck that's, that's not possible. <laughs> he's only 38. Kenan Thompson's only 38. He's, yeah. He's like 30 he years was like old. In his 40s. Are you that's serious? what I'm saying.
0: Like he should be like 50 years old now. I feel like he's like 9,000 years old. Damn. He had to have been 14 when they did Good Burger.
1: That is crazy. <laughs> um, well, okay. I'll just continue on with Robin. Then since I picked the wrong paragraph, I usually label these, and I forgot to label them, so I picked the wrong paragraph. But we'll just go on the Robin train since we're on Batman
0: forever. Yeah, Batman forever. Um, we're doing great job.
1: Right. <laughs> hey, look. If we fuck up a little bit, it kind of reflects the movie. The movie has some fucked up stuff in it, we'll but it's still entertaining. We're, we're just saying just this like is on
0: purpose. Like Joel Schumacher.
1: Yeah. We're going to say Joel Schumacher fucked up my notes. He directed this episode. He directed this episode, and that's why it's slightly fucked up. Uh, (laughs) uh, But anyway, so it says, uh, Joel introduced the Robin character as a character who wants revenge on Two-Face and offers absolutely nothing else significant to the story. There's not much to say about Robin except that he kicks ass at doing laundry. He's just eye candy, so the ladies and Joel can have something to spoon over in this poor excuse for an action film.
0: Yeah, because you need more eye candy than Val
1: Kilmer. Right? Yeah. I mean, you know, and Jim Carrey in '95 was not a horrendous-looking dude either. I mean, you know, I mean, he he looks pretty good as the Riddler. So right. The uh, only
0: thing that this movie could have used in 1995 that would have made it even more funny is Tom Green. Tom Green. Oh shit. <laughs> My bum
1: is on the plant. Uh, uh, Chris O'Donnell will be hated forever, and he deserves it for agreeing to bring back the worst character in Batman's history. The Dark Knight works alone, not with some acrobatic moron. And to add to the mess, they give Robin a suit and a symbol similar to Batman's. Robin was the absolute worst thing about the original 1960s series, something this film feels a lot like, so why on earth did they decide to have him in this is beyond me. Robin isn't
0: one of the worst characters. Actually, Chris O'Donnell mentions the name Nightwing whenever he's
1: thinking about names for
0: a yeah, side character I noticed in this that.
1: movie. Watching it back again uh, to refresh my brain, I was like, oh,
0: yeah, he says Nightwing, yeah. And the, the outfit that, they, that he actually uses kind of is um, one of the later Robins, not the, but it was the design of Tim Burton. It's kind of like the um, Jason Todd version of the Robin outfit. Right, which um, is like the
1: um, the flying Graysons. Yeah, take with like the the red and green, you know. Right, right, right.
0: So, so uh, yeah, I mean, Robin is a hard character to pull off, but Chris O'Donnell, I think he did a pretty good job. I mean, you think worse of him in the second movie, but none of that is anybody's fault. But that, the director,
1: Batman and Robin, is just. It's a very. It, it's a. I don't know. That movie is hard to. Like it's like defend, if you give a perv. Watch.
0: If you give a perv a chance to direct a bunch of really attractive people, like they're like, I've got to do a bunch of close ups of their chest and asses. Right. Right. <laughs> And that's that's is that Batman just, and
1: Robin. Is that, why, is that why Schumacher has, like, all these shots of, like, the, the abs of the suit and the, and the ass cheeks? I think so, because he's kind of a perv. Is he? So is he just, like, I didn't, so is Schumacher, is Schumacher gay? I, I don't know. I have never. Who knows? Because he does, like, close up a lot in Alicia
0: Silverstone's ass and, like. yeah. Which the, I mean, hey, I can't Batman fault you Roma. for that. It's I mean, she has ass. she has a great ass, but that doesn't mean that is her, that's what that's Bad America's Girl ass. Is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's not what Batgirl is, though. She's not. She's supposed to be like super intelligent, and yeah. she's supposed to actually contribute, and none of that shit. Because isn't in one of the Robin. versions of
1: Batgirl? It's like uh, it's Barbara Gordon. It's like uh, Commissioner Gordon's yeah, daughter. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. This yeah. one, they just had it where. Well, Alicia Silverstone's version, which one is she supposed to be of the Batgirls? They just
0: made that shit up because she's supposed to be, like, Alfred's,
1: like... It's Alfred's niece, isn't she?
0: Something like that, yeah. yeah. Which doesn't make any sense because Alfred's, like, 90 and she's, like, 19 years old or right. something.
1: And also, he's from England and she has no English accent, so it's like... But, yeah. she's, but she came from England to, to be with Yeah, they, do, they don't
0: care about any of that shit. They're like,
1: <laughs> fuck all that noise, who cares? We got we got Arnold and Uma in this movie. We're good. We're good. We got it's like Two Face being a
0: DA and he has had no clue about laws or
1: right. anything. <laughs> but like on the, since we're on the Robin train here first, I think the thing about Robin, I think the reason why people there's always people that are gonna hate on Robin as a character because even like uh, was it Burt Ward's version uh, back in the '60s, people hated that version too because he was so corny. Eminem is the best Robin. Oh definitely. Yeah, with uh Dre as <laughs> with Batman. Dre as yeah. Batman. That's the best That's the <laughs> without me uh, without me video. That's the best version of Batman and Robin. Dr. Dre. Dr. M&M. Dre is uh is uh, uh what are they what do they call Chronic Man is that what do you call Chronic <laughs> Man. Man? And then uh what was Eminem's uh I what was I don't his know. name? It was something boy, I forget. Yeah. Uh Oh, I forgot. Was it Pillboy? I forgot what his name was in that video but yeah but yeah eminem is the best version of robin let's be honest or joseph gordon levitt if you want to count him as a version of robin which i
0: don't because they literally say it at the end you should go by your first name robin yeah it's like does that does that even make him robin so his name's robin john blake
1: yeah who named him (laughs) that sounds like a serial killer name doesn't it yeah robin john blake it's like, yeah, that dude, uh the dude that murdered uh so and so. That's Robin John Blake, yeah. <laughs> you mean the you mean the character from The Dark Knight rises or whatever? It's like yeah, yeah. Uh, he
0: he actually was a serial killer. Yeah, that was actually a serial killer. Uh, Batman right? chose wrong. <laughs>
1: Batman chose the wrong guy. He he totally whiffed on that one. But the thing is about about Robin is that it doesn't really matter. Do you think there could be of somebody who could play Robin that like universally m- or not universally but most people would like would Logan actually Logan Lerman. Logan Lerman, you think if Logan Lerman was He would fucking kill crush it. Crush it as Robin. Yeah. I
0: He's got that cockiness, he's got he's got charming cockiness. He's
1: got the skills. Which is
0: something that uh, Chris O'Donnell was good at, but he 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 lacked the charming part of it. He had the cockiness down, he had the athleticism and everything like that. He he looked like he could kick some ass. But he, he kind of looks
1: like what you'd expect Robin to look like. Yeah, too. he
0: didn't have that charm at this point in his career yet. Though. Yeah, like so, like Logan Lerman, you know, he's like thirty-one now, and if they did he a, Robin, a Robin, they yeah. did a Robin right now with him because he still looks like he's in his early twenties. I think that I think that he would nail it. Like I, uh, I think people would like him.
2: Yeah,
1: I, I can see that. I I think a lot of times what it is with the Robin character is that. People are so harsh on that character because they're like Batman doesn't need a sidekick, and it's like, look, man, f- busting criminals' asses and beating the shit out of people—it's a hard life. I mean, if you look at like you know what uh, the Christian Bale Batman went through—that guy went through hell. Like his knee was fucked up; he constantly had problems with his back from all the jumping and all the shit that he had to endure. He's constantly getting shot at—it's a hard-ass life. And if you can find somebody who's willing to actually fight those people with you you know it's well, like i don't understand why people have always hated on robin because it's like he is a good sidekick well
0: robin started off as a sidekick but later on he was really less of a sidekick and more of a replacement yeah because batman knew he couldn't he couldn't do
1: it forever i mean so he kind of left that because he's just a man well, becomes he becomes nightwing has, at that point yeah i mean he? he's
0: no, he has no superpowers and there's you know there's multiple robins but they all go on to be something else right so, Batman, you know he he is a guy that is a mortal man, and he knows that you know evil's just not gonna die when he he can't do it anymore. So yeah, he, he needs, needs more somebody people to do it to so, take it over for him. So that's kind of where Robin comes in, where it's like, look, you're younger. I'm training
1: you to be what I am to mm-hmm. the city, so it makes sense, kind of like master apprentice. Yeah. You know, Jedi to Padawan.
0: <laughs> yeah, except there's not, you know, a billion fucking Batmans. There's right. only one.
1: <laughs> yeah. But also, you know, Robin doesn't have Bruce's money. He can use Bruce's money while he's working with him, but, you know, it's like that's one thing that Bruce does have is he has fuck tons of money. He has money and resources. He has money and resources because of his company. So Except
0: Christian Bell's Batman. He loses all his money. He's like, ah, whatever, whatever. Care. I'm still going to go out and beat right. ass. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: then you
0: get Bruce. Then you get Ben a thing. And he's like, I need a metal suit to fight. Superman. what would that do? He would just crush your face inside of the suit. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Anyway, we're not talking right. about that movie next time. Well, uh,
1: <laughs> we'll go ahead and we'll take a break here. Okay. And then we come back. We'll go ahead and, and, um, uh, knock out a few more uh, because uh, we have one big topic to go over, but uh, we'll go through probably a, a couple of smaller ones here. Uh, but yeah, we'll go and take a break and uh, we'll be back in a sec.
0: Okay. back okay so. and that's because batman is metal <laughs> uh <laughs> he's dark as fuck <laughs> he's dark as fuck that was oh. hellstorm i like it heavy if you guys want to know what the band in the song was
1: yeah i was wondering because i'm like i don't think i've heard that hailstorm before
0: i listened to a lot of hellstorm i find some gyms that aren't played on the radio a lot of times because yeah. their whole albums are great yeah Lizzie Hell, the whole band, great songwriters.
1: Anyway, let's get And in get case to... you're into pirate metal, there's also a band called Ale Storm, <laughs> which is fucking amazing, because if there's anything we can... If, if there's two things in the universe that go really fucking well together, it's pirates and metal music.
0: Yep. Yeah, but L is disgusting. Don't do <laughs> that. The other stuff's great. Yeah.
1: yeah. Kind of makes you wonder why they didn't call it, like, Rum Storm, but I guess it was a take on Hailstorm. They're just like, well, no, we're Alestorm. Without the H, you know, because it's supposed to be like beer. It's about beer. Yeah, L is bad. um... Drink lager. Yeah, (laughs) That's what we're drinking right now.
0: Don't be a Viking. (laughs) Vikings drunk some bad shit. That's why they barely made it to 30.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And that PSA was brought to you by Steven. (laughs) Uh, uh, So, I found the paragraph about Riddler and (laughs) Two-Face.
0: Well it seems like we need a Batman to find yeah where exactly the fuck the paragraph was
1: yeah um so <laughs> yeah this uh th- this one particular guy he he had uh, this is kind of a rant here so just buckle in and, and prepare yourself <laughs> so it says uh Joel Schumacher in the tradition of Burton's previous Batman films decided to use two villains at once. Uh, The Riddler and Two-Face. Personally, I wonder why the director would want to use two villains when he can't get one character right. Jim Carrey is okay at first as the Riddler, but then descends into OTT syndrome, as does Tommy Lee uh, Jones as Two-Face. Both become laughable and moronic as they try to outdo each other in overacting. They fall into caricatures after a while and the strange homoerotic tension between them only adds to the farce in previous. And when I read that, I was like homoerotic. I was like, really? Like, why does everybody want to make two guys on screen automatically gay? Like, what is it with the, what is it? With it's like people? Tommy
0: Lee Jones and Jim Carrey. Wanna fuck? fuck. <laughs> it's like, no, they actually
1: hate each other in real life. They never yeah. done another movie together. Um, so anyway, um, it says uh in previous batman films the villains were layered characters the joker was uh backstabbed in a setup catwoman was in a midlife crisis and sick of being taken advantage of and the penguin was a social outcast playing the sympathy card so he could get revenge on gotham while these characters motives are a little more than i want revenge at least it's something joel schumacher enjoys making the villains of his batman film silly cardboard cutouts which don't make any sense at all Joel turned Harvey Two-Face, a steely, no-nonsense crime boss, into a laughing (coughs) idiot that hops up and down whenever he blows something up. There's a quick 20-second explanation of how Harvey Dent had acid thrown on him during a trial, so he swore revenge on Batman. What? Batman didn't throw the acid. Two-Face is pretty much Tommy Lee Jones' uh, copying Jack Nicholson's performance of the Joker, except with different makeup and the Riddler isn't far behind either. Jim Carrey was acting like, well, Jim Carrey. As good as Carrey's performance might seem to be, there's really no room for non-sequitur dance sequences and goofy voices to be thrown into the middle of a scene, uh, but that's what Jim is good at doing, I guess. As for Edward Nigma, they briefly explain how he became the Riddler, he was fired from his job. I know that tends to make people become supervillains, you know. But it never explained why he likes making riddles. His master plan, become the smartest man alive by reading the minds of Gotham citizens. And then, and then, uh, well, it doesn't matter because we all know Batman will save the day anyway. <laughs> well, if,
0: if you go into it with that logic, then yes, uh, you will not enjoy any Batman movie ever because spoiler alert he is going to win yeah how he's gonna win that's the fun part yeah it's um, not so
1: much the destination it's the journey really edward Nygma, like
0: any superhero movie they're going to win eventually yeah uh, how that's 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 up to the writers that's what makes a good story
1: unless you watch Infinity war they kind of got their ass kicked in Infinity War. <laughs> they got war. their ass
0: kicked but they ended up winning in they end. they ended game. up
1: winning in the end that's why they're the Avengers. <laughs> they are the <laughs> avengers it's not like
0: oh well they lost all right movie's over we're done here wrap it up no more movies Uh, It's like Thor's going to be a sad boy. So we get one Black Panther movie. That's it. Yep. Yep. That's it. That's done. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Well, the good guys are going to win in the end. That's, that's how it works. So if you, you just like, Hey, Batman's going to win in the end. So I don't want to watch it. Then don't watch any movie ever. Basically. Right. Because the good guys are generally going to win in the end. Um,
1: it's a the, sad existence, isn't it? To just
0: literally the entire first half of this movie is Edward Nigma's story arc. Right. From how he became the Riddler.
1: Yeah.
0: He was already mentally unstable, but whenever he got denied by Bruce Wayne because he's like, I need an answer now. It's like, well, then the answer's no, because I don't know what you're using this for yet. I, I don't need, know what you're doing I need a report. This. Yeah. So I can analyze it and see if you're going to use it, so it's no. And he's like, oh, you're supposed to understand. Yeah. And then he goes crazy, kills his balls. Um, He's a super intellect, though. That's why he's the Riddler.
1: Yeah, he also changes the tape to make it look like the guy committed suicide. Yeah. Wrote the dude's suicide note in his own handwriting.
0: Yeah. I mean. So that it looked
1: legit. Yeah, he's a
0: super intellect. He's super smart. So the reason he's the Riddler is because he thinks he's smarter than everyone. Right. That's the Riddler's deal. In the comic books, and the cartoons, he thinks he's smarter than everyone. He thinks he's smarter than Batman. Uh, and in some cases, I mean, in, in some ways he definitely is. But in the detective way, he's not. That's how Batman always stops him because Batman's the world's greatest detective. Right. He is like a Sherlock Holmes new ninjutsu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh god! Wouldn't that be awesome to see like somebody do a version of Sherlock Holmes where he actually he was trained by ninjas? That's Batman. That's basically Batman. Uh,
0: so, so what what you're saying here is you don't like it because you know Batman's gonna win. Literally, that's every movie ever. Right. Like you, you know who's gonna win. Um, it's how does he defeat the bad guys? How? Yeah. How How does he? How does he win?
1: Yeah. You know. It's kind of like James Bond's gonna—he's gonna—the mission's gonna succeed, and he's gonna—he's gonna do what he needs to do to prevent, you know, somebody from taking over the world or a nuclear bomb or whatever the fuck Bond has to do, right? Yeah, the entire—you know—he's going to yeah. beat the mission, and he's going to win, and he's gonna—he's gonna—the end of the movie is going to be satisfying. It's how does he do that? That makes it interesting because that's what makes—that's the hallmark of any good action movie, you know. Like you could. You can go back to something like Commando. Commando is fucking ridiculous. I love that movie, but it's ridiculous because it's like, who gives a fuck about ammo counts, you know, magazines? Who gives a fuck? It's just, you know, he just, he just uses, like, an infinite amount of bullets. He has, like, cheat codes on. But the thing is, is that you know Arnold's going to kill everybody in that movie. The thing is, is, like, you're like, how does he kill all the guys in the movie? You know that he's going to eventually kill Bennett for taking his daughter, but you were like, how the fuck does he kill Bennett? My my example Action movies are always like that.
0: My example is less badass because I, I'll use the example of uh, Harry Potter. There's a lot of times that you think that he's gonna lose or something in the, in the stories, but the name of the story is literally Harry Potter. Uh
1: huh. It's it's his
0: story. He, he's not going to die in the fourth book. Yeah. He's going to keep living because it's his story. Right. But that doesn't make it any less exciting. Right. It's a great story. How you get there and how you deal with stuff is what the stories are about. You know, the main characters most likely aren't going to die. Yeah. So
1: you know, I mean, e- it's the same thing with the Lord of the Rings. Those books have existed for decades. Everybody knows that eventually the ring is destroyed in Mount Doom. It's how do we get to Mount Doom? What happens along the journey you know, that makes the movies great? Yeah, and you get the,
0: you're, you're supposed to be suspended in disbelief. Right. That's that's how movies are supposed to work. You're not supposed to be like, oh, well, it's Batman. Batman's going to win. You, you probably hate most movies if you watch it that way. It's like, oh, well, when Harry met Sally, it's like, oh, well, that, that that wouldn't happen. Those two wouldn't get together right there. It's like, yeah, you're, you're kind of missing the point of this movie. Yeah, of course, Billy Crystal and Sally Field, that doesn't make any fucking sense at all. Uh, but it's a it's a great movie and it's a great journey i mean i, I just used a rom-com example yeah but that's probably or like adam know.
1: sandler and um kate beckinsale and click yeah and click they don't look like I, they belong I, together I, either. i uh use the when
0: harry met sally thing because it's kind of like even if you don't like rom-coms that's probably the greatest rom-com of all time i guess it's um, yeah it's one of them yeah yeah
1: um I always like you got mail, but that's just me.
0: Well anything with Tom Hanks Tom and Hanks Meg is... Ryan in it. They had
1: amazing chemistry.
0: Yeah, that's like um, cheat
1: codes to make a good movie. It's like we'll just yeah. get we'll Meg just Ryan get... and Tom Hanks. Yeah. There we go.
0: Or just like we'll just get Tom Hanks. <laughs>
1: <Right>. <laughs> Tom Hanks is basically cheat codes for making well, a good movie because it's, it's, it's like, like well, I fuck, don't, it's gonna make I money. don't know what direction to go in this movie.
0: It's like why don't we just get Tom Hanks? Yeah. It's like that's a good idea. That's a good idea. That's let's a really just, fucking good let's idea. Let's just get Tom Hanks to do this.
1: We don't know what the fuck we're doing.
0: <laughs> it's like, what, what are you going to get? The online comments is like, you know what? Fuck Tom Hanks. They'd be like, yeah, dude, you should like kill yourself.
1: Or something. <laughs> you need to fucking go away, man. That's yeah. Just like terrible. even online trolls would be like, dude, come on, come on, man. No one's on Tom your Hanks. Side here. <laughs> yeah, it's like nobody wants that negativity here. Get the fuck out of this. But I think the thing about like the villains, because a lot of people said that like, why did they make it two villains? They already did that when they had batwoman and penguin or uh catwoman and penguin and then they're like well now they do it again with you know riddler and two-face and it's like to a degree it, it i i could see where people feel like it's it's just too much going on well that maybe they should have spider-man on just Harvey, proved
0: anything you need more villains
1: you're right <laughs> let's throw venom in there too <coughs> sandman, uh, the, the goblin let's let's yeah. throw everything sandman let's throw all this shit up in there let's just make a giant fucking villain gumbo of just everything mixed together let's you have know rhino let's
0: have uh, venom let's have let's put carnage in there it's like that makes no sense right
1: <laughs> but,
0: okay no carnage
1: then. yeah <laughs> i just think that like as far <laughs> as like people complaining about tommy lee jones that they feel like he's he's sort of he's, he's trying to rip off Jack Nicholson's Joker. No,
0: I've seen none of
1: that in this. It, but because people complained about that, that was a constant recurring thing where people were like he's just ripping off Nicholson's Joker. He's trying to copy Jack Nicholson. He's doing his own version of the Joker. <clears throat> and I'm like his the Nicholson version of the Joker People always have their opinions about like their favorite version of Joker because some people to this day still love Jack Nicholson and did an amazing job as Joker. No shade against Jack Nicholson because he's the OG. He's like the first one that did it. But there's plenty of like we both love Heath Ledger's version of Joker. That's
0: our favorite version. But that's from our generation. If you're comparing Tommy Lee Jones's Two Face to Jack Nicholson's Joker, you have no clue what acting is because. I mean, that's not even on the same level because Jack Nicholson's Joker was, um, something that he kind of dug up out of scratch and made it himself. And then Tommy Lee Jones was doing his best to display two personalities of two faces of the same coin.
1: Right. Um, the maniacal crazy side and then the reserved normal side.
0: And then I was thinking he got a little ridiculous with it. And then John was saying he probably just overacted it. And yeah, I think that's more, more the case. He just kind of overacted. He probably Um,
1: went, it was kind of like Schumacher's like, okay, well, we want Two face to be like maniacal in this scene. And it's like the, the intro scene where they're doing the, uh, the, the, uh, bank heist. Right. And they have, um, the vault is rigged with the acid and all that kind of stuff. And I always, like I use that line. He was like, let's start this party with a bang. And then, you know, they blow the wall out and stuff. Cause they're going to drag the vault out of it with the helicopter. And it's like, uh, I think that scene, like when they were doing the bank vault thing, they're probably like, okay, well Two face this whole thing is that like part of him is like this maniacal crazy criminal dude. And then the other half of him is his normal side from when he was a DA, and he was trying to put criminals behind bars. Which he doesn't then, show
0: that very often. He doesn't
1: show that very often in this particular case because it's like I think Tommy Lee Jones, knowing that he's got to go up against the fucking crazy energy of Jim Carrey, is like, well, I got to ratchet this shit up because that's
0: what I think happened. He's, I think like, he's like, I just
1: think... got to go fucking crazy with it because Carrey's gonna be crazy. I've got to like match his crazy. Or try to be more crazy than him, which you can't. And, and that's the thing. Like when you go back and you watch this now, you're like, okay, he definitely feels like he's trying to one up, Carrie's version of the Riddler. No, you just can't. And it's like the, Jim Carrey. Like Jim he's... Carrey's look natural. You look <coughs> like you're just trying to. You're just trying to like. You're forcing it. Yeah. Because we know Tommy Lee Jones is not that animated when he when he acts.
0: You know how to make a great Two Face. This is just a thought. I'm sorry to break up. The conversation, John Hamm. John, John Hamm. Hamm would make it oh, amazing John Hamm. John Hamm for Batman. Um, uh, it's going to be Robert Pattinson.
1: Yeah, like when you texted me that, I was like, "Oh, really?" And I'm like, "Well, I mean, he's he's like far enough removed from Twilight now that maybe people will give him a chance." Twilight
0: was literally the worst movie he's ever done. Ever yeah. watched Water for Elephants or anything like that? He can go I know su- he's a pretty good actor. He, he just- goes super dark. Water for Elephants he did with Christoph Waltz. And Reese Witherspoon, he was amazing in that. I remember watching that. And uh, I was telling our friend AJ about it. He was like, Yeah, people are making fun of us for Twilight. I was like, No, dude, go watch a couple of these movies. Because he basically, since Twilight, he's been doing like indie films, like independent films.
1: Just so that he wasn't going to be like in this big public. Yeah. Because he
0: didn't want to do big budget films anymore. And apparently, that's what DC is going for. They're going for these guys that like to do these low budget, like gritty, like nominate cast movies that's why they got Joaquin Phoenix to do the Joker movie and they're getting Robert Pattinson to do the Batman movie with Matt Reeves is that why
1: they got uh Ruby Rose to do the Batwoman series I don't know kind but of the, under the radar a little bit like that
0: I don't know because I, I, th- I thought she was kind of in like main production movies and then the trailer because I'll watch the tra- I like CW shows because like Arrow and all that stuff and I watched the trailer and I was like oh my god they're trying to go heavy on agenda in this, and I think it's going to ruin the, the show.
1: It's uh, well, we'll see.
0: Because like literally, that's what people were saying. Because they're like, you know, because she even makes a comment, even though she's taking over for Batman, in the show. She was like, "I don't want a man to take credit for something a woman's done." And people are like, "What is she talking about?" She's literally taking over for Batman.
1: Right. You are. I mean,
0: that's not him taking credit for you. You're trying to take credit for. Yeah. Like you're just saying it like you should get more credit. Like it, it, the show may be good. Maybe it's just bad trailer, but yeah, maybe, like, maybe
1: they're like, okay, we, we, we know what people are saying about the trailer and we have some rewrites. We have some like different yeah. lines. Cause it's like, yeah, that's it, what
0: people love about superhero movies, political real time agendas. That's where you go to the feminist un- agenda. <laughs> yeah. That's where you go to unload all your agendas where people are like going to like, be entertained, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Men are pieces of shit. Yeah, they they <laughs> suck. We should just kill ourselves, all of us, just
1: totally. The white man is the devil. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, we
0: should just, like, you know, we it's our fault we were born we should yeah. not
1: have been born we should not be here steve we're two <laughs> white people we're two white dudes we have no it's, way of being able to talk about feminism right it's
0: like thank you for making me feel like shit for doing absolutely
1: nothing to anyone right uh, yeah we just, actually stick up more for women than like probably a lot of people yeah, on just, podcasts just, do. just because
0: people of you know historic you know events have been just god awful that means i should have to pay the price for everything right yeah that's fair uh, let's just be pieces of shit. Let's, right, <laughs> you know. And I, I like Ruby Rose, and none of that's her call, That it's just like, can can you keep it kind of hits you right in the face? Agendas it? out of
1: our comic book
0: characters.
1: I mean, if you want to introduce something as part of a story, that's one thing. But to have it where like the first thing you see from the character is like this really heavy-handed feminist agenda. It's like, is that really the tone we need for a Batwoman? Like, series? And do you have to say it? Like, th- that's kind of my problem with it. It's you like have the to tone think, is that she's, like, can't you disgusted just... that, you know...
0: Yeah, like, like Batman was her cousin, and he left... Like, they literally framed it as, like, he just said, fuck Gotham and left. Which <laughs> Batman would never do. Right. If we know anything about the character. And then she takes over the mantle, and she was like, well, let's redesign the suit so, you know, it can, like, fit boobs in it, I guess. <laughs> and it's like... Yeah, well, I don't want to – it's like, oh, why why do you want to do that to the suit? Well, I don't want a man to take credit for what something a woman does. It's like, oh, so you, okay, so you don't want people to think you're Batman, so but I yet, have to add a boob feature to the
1: suit. Right. So they know that, that you're, that a, you're woman. a woman – it's like, OK,
0: I don't think I don't think that's progressive at all. I, I just I don't think you should have to mention that in the show. Yeah. The just fact that you mentioned Batwoman. it, it's
1: like you're trying to draw attention to it. That doesn't yeah, need to be there.
0: We get it. You're a strong character. It's like it'd be like Supergirl. It'd be like like the first trailer for Supergirl. would be like, well, Superman's a piece of shit. I'm Supergirl. <laughs> and it would be like. Yeah, I'm not gonna watch this show. It's like you just sort of call <laughs> Superman
1: an asshole. I don't really want to watch this. Yeah, I want already it. don't like you. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like you kind of you kind of burying your profits right at the beginning, yeah, now, you're, aren't you? You're, you're, you gotta ease people into it. Well, you, make people want to tune in and see your any story. type of
0: negative, like just initial negativity. You're just like, oh well, this is gonna be really negative. Yeah. So I don't want to watch this because they're just gonna be like, every episode's gonna be like. Is Batgirl going to lose? Well, not to a man she's not. Nah.
1: <laughs> she's going to punch him right in the dick.
0: <laughs> I ripped your dick off for a piece. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and some people do deserve to have the dicks ripped off. I'm not against that. Just,
1: just uh, keep it out of our Batman stuff. You keep know? it out
0: of our comic books. And if you do put it in our comic books, like, do you remember when songs used to be great and subtle and you had to think about songs? Yeah. This is one example that I have instead where, of
1: like ass ass
0: ass like, ass. Literally, <laughs> no, literally one of my one of my um um biggest examples of this is like uh, you know like that that song is like Black Hole son, Won't you come? Yeah. Why, that's a song about heroin. Yeah. Like a heroin addiction. Now, recent music. There's literally a song called Heroin where yeah. they say heroin like 18 times in the song. <laughs> and it's like, so you couldn't like write any lyrics where you could be like relatable to other things other than a drug addiction. Right. Like literally if you if you listen to some of the other songs in the 90s, you'll be sitting there like, oh, this might be a love song. This might be a this song. This might be a that song. And then maybe you find out that it's about this, and then you're like, well, I, st- I still want to think it's about this because this is what it means to me. Yeah, That's what those songs back in the day you could do with. Now you're just like, you know, you like literally you it. just like listen to a song it's like, I you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I want to fuck you! And it's like, I used to remember like some 90s songs where they're like saying a bunch of stuff, and then you're just kind of like, wait wait a, wait a second, what, what was that? And then you're like, oh yeah, yeah, this whole song's about fucking. And you're like, oh, oh, okay, yeah, okay, I get it now, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, you have to think about it, now it's just like, bounce that ass up on this dick,
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, um, <coughs> it's like when you go back and you listen to something like, like Tool Sober, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, you know, waiting like a stocking butler, I will chew you up and leave, you know, like, it, it, the, the lyrics, like, especially in Tool... Maynard's not just going to come straight out and tell you what he's talking about in yeah. a lot of cases. It's tool, layers tool, upon tool, layers. If,
0: if Tool was a modern day band that just came out, he would literally be saying like, you know, I'm doing a lot of heroin. I'm yeah. getting fucked up and drunk." It's like, yeah. this song sounds like garbage, it's right? <laughs> it's like, this it's is, like, what is this song about? This subtlety. Yeah. You
1: know, it's like, uh, uh, cause there's, isn't there even like a, a tool song where he was like, what became of subtlety? Isn't that like a line from a yeah, song? Yeah, like,
0: it is It is kind of like the Smashing Pumpkin songs. Like, literally, I've sent some. Uh, I, I asked my brother, which is the Smashing Pumpkin expert. I was like, what the fuck is this song about? And he was like, I don't know.
1: Yeah, Billy doesn't tell anybody. He doesn't tell anybody. He never tells anybody it's what anything is about. Like,
0: like, like uh, some stuff you can figure it out, but you might only be figuring out for yourself. And we'll be like, no, actually, the song's about this, this, and this. No, 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 he doesn't, he doesn't care. Yeah.
1: Well, because sometimes the mystery is the better part of it, It right? is.
0: Like, stop being so, like, blunt with stuff. Like, actually write lyrics. Yeah. And just don't be like, yeah, what am I going to write today? Uh, let's see. My production company said I had to write 12 songs. Let's write it all about ass.
1: <laughs> yeah, because there's, like, uh, like, remember when that, that dude uh, designer came out and he had that panda song? and he mumbles through 90% of the song, and then he stops and he goes, panda, 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 panda. That's literally what the fuck that song's about. I remember hearing that in the car for the first time, and I'm like, what the fuck does he say through 90% of it? Because he mumbles his whole way through his lyrics, and then he just goes, panda, 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 and it's like, what the fuck is that?
0: Well, I think if we proved anything right now, that music sucks now. Yeah.
1: Uh, (laughs) Oh, uh, man. This movie came from the 90s. Maybe we should go back there. Uh, (laughs) so um, we talked about the Riddler and we talked about Two-Face people really people had like a, a people had a reaction to Val Kilmer but I think a lot of people just felt like they got bored with him the thing is that I noticed is that a lot of people are like well either he's doing the best that he can with a shitty script or people felt like he didn't look enough like Batman uh, or that he, he doesn't compare to Michael Keaton's version of Batman, which is kind of unfair because who really does Keaton's Batman is kind of just its own thing. Just like Christian Bale's Batman is his version. Kilmer's version is just his version. He only did it once. He had one shot at it. George Clooney versions was trying to be
0: Keaton's version in felling, right? Because you can tell that he's trying to go back to the Michael Keaton style. I think he was directed to try to be like that, but it was bad because George Clooney can't be Michael Keaton no more than anybody, any other good actor can be like anybody. George Clooney's performance in Batman and Robin wasn't even his
1: fault. No, it's just the script he was given. Because we all know that Clooney can act. Yeah, it's not like, oh, George Clooney's garbage. It's like, no, he's not. I'll punch you in the fucking face. Right.
0: (laughs) George Every Clooney one, is
1: fucking amazing.
0: Everyone in Batman and Robin is a fucking amazing actor.
1: Yeah, you're talking about Arnold, Uma Thurman, Clooney. I mean, even Chris O'Donnell. He's a good actor now that he's had more. He experience. does that show with uh, LL Cool J. The was it, uh, the, um was this, is the, it CSI Miami LA?
0: or is I it Miami? Was Miami. It might be LA. It I don't might, fucking know. I think know. it's
1: like CSI LA or something. that. Is it like LA? That. I think it's LA. If I remember, I don't know. I don't really watch any of that stuff. I was going to say, do we care? I, I don't know. We're not going to even Google it. Nope. That's <laughs> nope. Uh, but he's in, the, I'm he's say in Miami that. He's and in that. He's going to say LA. <laughs> it's one of those sunny places. <laughs> yeah, one of those places where it's like really nice. Um, but. Uh, but yeah, you just look at that. You look at that cast, and it's like, and then you got Alicia Silverstone as Batgirl.
0: And I love Alicia. And Alicia Silverstone. Silverstone's
1: awesome, especially in um, the late '90s. You know, yeah, uh, when they made that movie, that was what '98 when they made Batman and Robin. Was it '98 or was it '97? It was '97. '97. Okay. It was two years after. This two movie. years after Batman Forever. Okay. So, uh, but I'll, I'll I'll get into it so you can see what people thought about Kilmer. For starters, Val Kilmer. Why? <laughs> That's literally the first sentence. Why Val Kilmer? <laughs> it's like, Val Kilmer, why? You could say that for damn near anything. You could be like, um, you know, jelly-filled donuts. Why? <laughs> you could do that for anything, right? Uh, it says, uh, terrible feminine jaw and lips. No mystery or darkness whatsoever. Michael Keaton and Christian Bale wipe the floor with him. He has no charisma and is totally miscast as Batman. Uh, Val Kilmer was absolutely horrible in this role as Bruce Wayne, too, going through each scene like he had better things to do. Kilmer is a robot as Bruce and as Batman. Some lines almost sound as if they can't even get out because he is just so incredibly rigid. Uh, guess what they have on the uh, bat suits? Nipples. Holy crap. Batman. It, it, is this a porno? As. <laughs> as uh, what one guy uh, said on Film Critic, if they wanted nipples, Showgirls was playing. Indeed. <laughs> uh, nipples wasn't his fault. That's not. That's Val not Kilmer's like. Call. Yeah, it's like you're going to say, like, seriously, nipples on the Batsu was the. Val Kilmer's like that's not my decision. That's the fucking production it's team. It's not that like Val Kilmer costume. gets
0: to design this costume. Somebody was like, these, these, this bat suit needs some nips.
1: Like <laughs> it's like Val. Kilmer, they're like showing Val Kilmer. There's like, okay, here's the sketches of like what the design we're thinking, and he's like, you know what, this suit look. It looks cool, and I like the the symbol in the middle, but it's missing something. It needs it needs nipples so that it looks like a man's chest. It looks manly.
0: Look, you get to see, like, I'm pretty sure that wasn't Val Kilmer's call because you get to see Val Kilmer shirtless in this movie. Right. And, you know, that's whenever he was still in great shape in this. Yeah. You know, he, he he looked great and everything. So there was no purpose of trying to sexualize Batman except no. the story between him and Nicole Kidman's character. Right. But that still shouldn't have made, like, Batman's bat suit sexy. Like, she should have been, like, kind of involved with him because he's a fucking superhero.
1: Right. Um, and we'll get into a little bit of some Chase stuff here. That's that's a smaller comment.
0: But what I will say is I think Val Kilmer played Bruce Wayne better than almost anybody. Like,
1: uh, Michael... I like his version of Bruce when he's not in the suit. Michael yeah.
0: Keaton... Uh, Michael Keaton's version in the first Batman movie of Bruce Wayne is... Probably I don't know if anybody can touch that. Like in the the first Batman movie, whenever Michael Keaton's in the you know his house with the museum in it and stuff, and he's being kind of his version of what Bruce Wayne is. That's just really hard to.
1: You want to get nuts? Let's get Let's nuts! Let's get nuts!
0: You know that's just really really hard to get at that level of uh,
1: what Michael Keaton was doing. He was he was totally a hundred percent into that role. Yeah, Christian
0: Bell was a pretty good Bruce Wayne, but like. The Christian Bell stuff, like he was just—he was amazing as Batman. Yeah, like he was just the bat. He was—he was the best Batman. In the uh, in the costume. In the costume, Christian Bell hands down the best Batman ever. Um, best Bruce Wayne I would say is Michael Keaton. Second best probably Val Kilmer. Yeah. And then, probably Ben Affleck, um, as Bruce Wayne. As Bruce bat- Wayne. Batman, he's probably.
1: He's the worst.
0: No, George Clooney's the worst.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can see that. Uh, ben Affleck's the second. Where do you put worst. Adam West in this, though? Or do you, do you even consider Adam West as part well, of see, this? Well, see, Adam
0: West is. The, he's that's the a, he's 60s a different, comedy Batman. He's the comedy Batman, so he's not actually trying to be like what we think of Batman. Right. So, But uh, as of Adam West type Batman, because multiple people played that kind of Batman, too. Um. Yeah. He he'd be the best of his version.
1: Yeah. You know. Well, and that's the thing too. It's like whenever I think of like the Adam West style Batman, I think of him as Batman and not as Bruce Wayne. Because I felt like when I did uh, watch episodes of that show, I which is I always, hard sometimes. It's very hard. Yeah. Because like that show is really campy. It's very cartoony. It feels like a cartoon they brought to life, and. The well, and he
0: knocked women out and shit like that. <coughs> the show, so.
1: Yeah, then you'd have, like, words flash up on the screen. that says, like, bam, bam. zap, and, you know, pow, and all it's that kind of shit. It's to watch in our generation. It it's was, yeah, it's to difficult watch. to go back and watch the 60s Batman. You would have to sit back and watch it with a group as a comedy. Right, and probably have a couple of beers so that you can enjoy the atmosphere. A like, my beer, roommate so. is old enough that he actually grew up watching the 60s Batman, yeah, right? Yeah,
0: because he's, like, 720 years yeah, old. Yeah, he's
1: basically Yoda. Um, but Hey, he also pay the bills. So whatever. Uh, but he watched it when he was a kid and he, he, I remember him saying that, you know, he was like, yeah, he's like when Batman came on the TV, everybody was like, it's Batman time. We've got to watch this.
0: Now, does he pay the bills in gold coins? He pays them in animal
1: furs. (laughs) Okay. I got, I got, uh, I got a trader. So you have a trader. Yeah. I have like a guy that converts raccoon skins to, you know, money, money. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, one time he brought me bear claws. It's like, come on, man. What the fuck am I going to do with this?
0: Yeah, I don't even know if this guy takes bear claws. Man. Yeah,
1: this guy doesn't even do bear claws, man. There's no now, exchange if, rate Now, if for you're that. talking
0: about the honey bun that you call bear claw. Those then, are delicious. Then, yeah, well, he, he will take those.
1: Yeah, if you want to pay me in donuts, that will get you somewhat far. Yeah. <laughs> but just to break it up before the next comment, um,
0: here are some people that were considered for Robin – other than Chris O'Donnell, okay, Mark Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg, Leonardo, you Catherine. know,
1: ninety-five. That might have worked, maybe. I don't know. That's interesting. It would not have worked. I don't know oh at all. A part of me kind of wants to see a version of nineteen ninety
0: five. Mark Wahlberg would. Oh not no, have worked.
1: no, yeah, you're right. He would have been young enough to be Robin, but he wouldn't have had the maturity to deal with that. No, because he was he was no. like bad on drugs back then, wasn't yeah, he?
0: Yeah, yeah, he wouldn't have done. That's probably why I didn't get it. Leonardo DiCaprio.
1: <sighs> oh shit, really Matt oh.
0: Damon. Jude Law,
1: Matt Damon. Matt Damon would have been a fucking amazing Robin. Matt Damon
0: would have been. He would the have best. knocked that
1: shit out of the park.
0: Yeah. See, Leo at this point couldn't have played Robin. He couldn't even played Robin either.
1: Because ninety five,
0: <laughs> what was Leo doing? Like
1: Basketball Diaries? Yeah, stuff
0: like that. He would have done, done. He hasn't even. He would have just looked like a yet. little kid. Like he, you know, like that would have been one of those. Titanic things is where like, he became a superstar. Yeah. Like like yeah. no, he would have had the acting chops. He was just Leo is one of those guys that kind of ages. Like when whenever he was in his early twenties, he still like he was like 14 years old and <laughs> shit. So it would have been really hard to like buy him as Robin. You Dude know? has
1: really good genetics.
0: But Matt Damon in 1995, that's like Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. Uh, Matt Damon, that would have been awesome.
1: And he even kind of has the Robin look. He's got like the you know like the the yeah. brown hair and he's got like the you know like the regular everyday kind of phys, like look and yeah. physique and stuff. So like, I could see that. Yeah, Matt Damon in 95 probably would have crushed it as uh Robin. So
0: you got Jude Law, which would have been really interesting. I don't I Jude Law's just never looked like a kid to me. He's always looked like a grown-ass man. Right. So, it would be hard
1: to take him as like a twenty-something. Jude year old Law
0: would have kind of had to been like a Batman. He would have had to been a Batman. If you would have said villain. like
1: Jude Law as Batman, I would have been like, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll give it a shot. You and
0: McGregor kind of the same way to me. I just don't, I don't, I don't see him as a sidekick. He would have had to probably been the main character or a villain. Yeah, like Riddler. Ewan McGregor, I could have seen. Yeah.
1: will see, you in ninety five, so he hadn't played Obi Wan yet.
0: That was like transporting uh, yeah, that
1: was like train spotting and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah that yeah. was Um
0: Corey Haim and Corey Feldman. <laughs> uh eh. to- Toby Stevens no, none of those would have worked. Yeah, none of those would have uh Toby worked. Stevens and Scott Speedman.
1: Scott Speed Scott Speedman Scott
0: Speedman was considered in nineteen ninety five. Wow. Scott Speedman probably would have worked.
1: Scott Spiegel probably would have worked because yeah. you know
0: anything about like his look and his body of work or anything like that. Nineteen ninety
1: Underworld, yeah, yeah. I think kills it as Michael in those movies.
0: Oh I think the best candidate out of all those probably was Matt Damon. Even out of Chris O'Donnell, I think Matt Damon would have probably been a better Robin.
1: Yeah, but now, do you have do you have notes on who they were going to get to be Batman besides Val?
0: Well, I I have I have one note on this page because I'm trying to do I'm trying to do this in order. Um, But on this page right here, Keanu Reeves in 1995 was considered as a uh, possibility to be Batman other than Valkyrie. You could have
1: had Keanu as fucking Batman? In 1995.
0: Shit, I would have been Billin awesome. T- that's, like, that's like speed. That's speed. Speed era, yeah. Speed era Keanu Reeves. Because whenever, I guess whenever they seen him like bulk up and stuff, it's like, oh shit, he's kind of looking made, like a Yeah, and he's got
1: like the dark hair, he, he's um, got the... He he would probably look really cool in the suit as just Bruce Wayne too.
0: Uh, okay, so um, yeah, so Daniel Day Lewis was somebody that Joel Schumacher tried to offer Batman to. Of course, he turned it down outright. Right. Uh, Ray Fiennes, Val Kilber, yeah,
1: William. Ray Lu- Fiennes could have been interesting.
0: William Baldwin was William another Baldwin.
1: guy. He might have had the look, but I don't know if he would have been able to be convincing enough.
0: The thing that always would distract me if william baldwin would have got a batman character is his eyes his eyes are just like so blue batman doesn't have like super blue eyes or anything like that it would be like if you have like daniel craig play batman it'd be like no he has to do something with his blue eyes
1: because it's distracting
0: batman's supposed to be a dark character and when you have these like shining blue eyes it just doesn't work yeah you have to have like green or brown eyes yeah, something to, to to play darker Batman. So that it- everybody keeps talking about like Idris Elba for James Bond. I would I would buy him more as Batman than I would James Bond.
1: Oh yeah, if they said like Idris Elba could be Batman, I'm like yeah, okay.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. The Only thing he has to do he has to come from a witch family. His his parents have to die, and he can be Batman. Totally. Yeah. Bruce Wayne doesn't have to be a white guy.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, James Bond kind of
1: does though. Because I mean, yeah, his uh, uh his dad was uh, Scottish and his mother was uh, Swiss.
0: Yeah, unless you're gonna have like, you know, Blake Griffin or something play on... <laughs> And he cannot act.
1: But those are, you know, I mean, like, you know, traditional English and traditional Swiss are, those are two white races.
0: But Bruce Wayne could be anybody. Like, like if they're like, hey, we just casted Idris Elba to be Batman, I'd be like, hey, that's pretty Fuck, cool. Fuck, that's
1: going to be amazing. That'd be pretty fucking cool. You cast cool. Idris as Batman, you've you you you've automatically made at least, like, $200 million. Boom, right there.
0: Yeah, right there. Like, just, just by, like, saying his name. Then when the preview comes out, you get a bunch more people.
1: Yeah, then imagine, like, him <clears throat> doing the whole thing where it's, like, you'd show, if you do show, like, Martha and Thomas Wayne, it's, like, who would his parents be? It's, like, you could have, like, like Denzel could be his dad. That's what
0: I was saying, like, you could, because it wouldn't be a big part, because I imagine they would just kind of show it as, like, a, flashback. like, a scene, like, a flashback. You could have, a like, 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 a like Denzel and Halle Berry or
1: something Yeah, like yeah, that. imagine, like, <laughs> imagine fucking Martha Wayne as fucking Halle Berry, and then it's, uh... Uh, Denzel is his dad. That would be fucking amazing. And then, and then, the fucking their kid is Idris Elba. And then their kids Idris Elba. And it's like shit, man. Then it's you like... can have
0: Alfred be fucking Morgan Freeman that would be oh (laughs) shit!
1: fucking write this hollywood if this happens we want ten percent ten percent of that goes to beyond the hate (laughs) podcast like fucking morgan freeman as fucking fucking morgan freeman because i was trying to think of like who would be good as like uh the butler guy if you're just gonna be like fuck it we're just gonna kind of go like a fully black cast just fuck it we're just gonna like racially fuck with everything you know it's like and then it's like well then who do you get to be like robin it's like well chadwick boseman
0: chadwick boseman Robert. yeah chadwick
1: yeah. or you could get like anthony mackie anthony
0: mackie would be good but i think uh, he'd be greedy at this point for anthony mackie he's the new captain america he's captain so. america does he need to be
1: the new robin <laughs> so yeah, probably yeah, not leave
0: something for somebody else Anthony. yeah um stop being so fucking greedy you talented fuck <laughs> or uh um, donald glover
1: <laughs> Donald Glover would be an amazing Robin, yeah. If you're just like fuck it, we're just gonna it's go like full e. of black. Just Donald Glover. Oh shit, man! Like people would be like, "Fucking take my money." That'd be fucking great. Yeah, and then, um, and then you could even have like Michael B. Jordan. You know, even if you wanted to do like, he could be somebody like the Riddler if you're gonna do villains. Ah, oh, you know? no, Michael B. Jordan could be
0: like Two Face. He could
1: be he could be good Two Face. Yeah, that oh, are. No, not penguin. Penguin would be difficult. Penguin could be like Forrest Whitaker, though.
0: No, I I heard somebody was like, because uh, uh, penguin's gonna be the bad guy in the uh, the new Batman thing, and some people brought up Melissa McCarthy's name as possibly playing. The Melissa penguin. McCarthy is the penguin, <laughs> a
1: gender flipped penguin.
0: Yeah, and I was like, I was like, I don't I, know, I don't know, but uh, I, I don't know, but I was like, intriguing. if anyone. Yeah, Melissa. Well, Melissa could do it. She could like, probably
1: crush that shit. I was
0: like, at it. I was like, I don't know about because the other one it. was
1: Danny DeVito. I mean, yeah.
0: I was like, I don't know about flipping it, but if you were gonna flip it, yeah, Melissa would be gender, the one. Do yeah. a gender
1: flipped version of Penguin where it's a woman this time. Yeah, I mean, Melissa McCarthy probably could pull that off. You know,
0: I don't see too many other people pulling it off. No. Um cuz you know Rebel Wilson's great but she's not she's not uh, talented as uh, as Melissa is to be able to you know do the acting like the actual serious acting side of it Melissa can because she's she literally started off in drama and then had to get into comedy because her friends put her in bridesmaids mm-hmm. cuz she had to start off at Gilmore Girls which was a drama
1: yeah
0: uh, even though she came from improv with Dax Shepard and stuff because she was in the same improv group as Dax. Um, and then uh, she had to start off as drama. And then her friends had to write a character for her and Bridesmaid to get her back into comedy. Because she's a comedian. Yeah. But she's so good at drama too. So.
1: What was the, what was the group that the, the Dax and her came out? Was it Second <sighs> City?
0: No, 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 no. Um, what was it,
1: Upright Citizens Brigade. <sighs>
0: Shit. I'm I'm I feel embarrassed because I listen to Dax Shepherd's. Yeah, podcast. like you listen
1: to Dax's podcast out. Yeah. I I thought you just knew that off the top of your head. Uh, um, Cuz I I remember um Upright Citizens Brigade was um The Groundlings. He's from the Groundlings. Groundlings. Okay. Cuz um yeah because i'm trying to think because
0: because there's different ones there's, there's the improv group in la there's an the improv group in new york and then there's uh there's a couple of them there's the one that amy Proler still runs to this day
1: um is th- it, does she still run second city um or because i know aubrey plaza came from upright citizens brigade
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, Amy Proler's from Improv, uh, Citizen, uh, or, um, Upright Citizens' uh, Upright Citizens' Brigade. She runs
1: that. Okay, so still to this and then, day. So was she was she running it when Abby Plaza went through there? Yeah, she's been running oh, it for shit. years. I didn't realize that. Well, didn't Tina Fey come out of that too?
0: Yeah, Tina Tina Fey came from that well, Plaza. Like Louis C.K. came from that, even though he's a piece of shit now. He came from that group. Oh, shit. Okay. Um. Yeah, a bunch of people. And everybody basically has to go through Amy Poehler to get time on stage. Yeah. Still to this day, she still runs it. She yeah, is the remember, master and uh, commander. Yeah, I remember
1: Abby Plaza talking about like she had to do like all kinds of crazy shit yeah. to get on the stage to do her routine Because there's
0: people that have good feelings about that, and then there's people that have bad feelings towards Amy Poehler because of how she does it. So it's a little mixed bag because I remember people like, it, I Amy mean, hey, a, like Amy kind of runs it as a cult or something like that. It's like, it's just because you're not good enough to be on it and you're just kind of bitter. Yeah. You know that, I that's mean, if a, you're
1: talented, you'll make it. I mean, look at Plaza. I mean, she came out of that and she's been killing it yeah. ever since she got into, into making movies and stuff like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Plaza, I watched her in this uh, show, uh, Legion. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard of that show.
1: Uh, uh yeah, she plays. Uh, was it Cornflakes Brisker, or something?
0: Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's the show about or Professor Buster. S's son. So, <laughs> so that's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's about Professor X's son.
1: Yeah, most powerful
0: mutant in the entire
1: world. Yeah, because I remember her doing like the uh, interview thing where she was talking about playing. Uh, uh playing that character. But uh, yeah. I I think that's the thing, too, is like whenever you like hear about that casting stuff and, you know, it's like, well, you know, so and so was, you know, maybe in consideration to be Batman. Was there did they in your notes? Did you see the reason as to why Michael Keaton didn't want to? Was it because he thought the script was stupid? No, Michael Keaton simply
0: didn't want to. Well, he does not like Schumacher. so That's Um,
1: part of it, I guess.
0: Uh, but he didn't want to because Tim Burton didn't want to, he didn't want to do any of the Batman movies without Tim Burton.
1: And because Burton was just producing
0: this. And Robin Williams was offered the role of, uh, the Joker, but he turned it down because they used him as bait to get Jack on Jack Nicholson to take the, the Joker role in the original Batman movie. Oh. the studio literally used Robin Williams as bait. Like Robin Williams is going to play the Joker. Then then Jack Nicholson took it. Because He's but like, the only Oh, I'll do it then. The only reason they offered Robin Williams the role, though, was to
1: get Jack Nicholson to take the role. Oh, that's dirty. Because I always heard that they were going to get Robin Williams. They were looking at him to be the Riddler. And then, because he was, I guess he was pissed off at him because of that, they switched and then looked at Carey. Yeah, that's exactly or is that why. what happened? That's he,
0: exactly why. He was pissed at him for. Yeah, Robin Williams didn't take the role in this film because of how they screwed him. In the, the first film, because he was time. excited about possibly playing the Joker. Yeah. And then they, then he found out they just used him as leverage so they could get Jack Nicholson to actually sign.
1: Oh, that's fucked up.
0: And then they're like, hey, we want you to play the Riddler. And he's like, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> nanu, nanu. I'll uh, do
1: Birdcage or something like that. Something epic. Yeah, it's like, man, I did fucking Aladdin. I'm the genie. Like, I I've got money. I'm not, like, you know. No one will ever do the
0: genie like me. <laughs> no one even in the future even in 2019 no one will ever do it like me i think that's exactly what he said You're right and, um and if he
1: didn't it's still true <laughs> but uh we'll go ahead and we'll take a uh I'll take a break here and then uh when we come back we'll have a couple more topics a smaller one is about chase and meridian because some people just had all kinds of issues with chase but um I mean, it's fucking Nicole Kidman. What is there to be mad about? But this is the internet, so you know everybody's gonna be hating on her. So, but we'll take a break, and when we come back, we'll we'll get into some chase, <laughs> and then we'll also talk about Joel Schumacher a bit too, because he's not escaped our grasp either. Let's get into some chase, right? <laughs>
0: And we're back. And just to finish the conversation that we was having before we went to break, Robin Williams. Turned down the role of the Riddler because he got screwed over on the Joker thing and Steve Martin was the second choice but he decided not to do it because he was dealing with the death of his good friend John Candy and he didn't feel like he could do comedy at that time.
1: Oh.
0: So then the role went to the amazing the immortal the great Jim Carrey.
1: Man. See I didn't know that uh, Steve Martin was in contention for that role but But, that would make sense because
0: John Candy just died and he was just like, and then also Steve Martin was going through a divorce.
1: Yeah. So it's yeah, it's kind of a difficult time to try and be because um, you got to have some energy to be the Riddler in this movie. And Steve Martin
0: <laughs> has a lot of energy like literally to this day he looked like he did
1: in the 90s. Right. Like this guy and he still plays like banjo like constantly. He still he's puts got out sup- music. Yeah.
0: He's got super energy. He still does stand up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how old Steve Martin is. I don't know if anyone does. I know Steve Keanu Martin's Reeves. like in his 70s now,
1: isn't he? You no,
0: know, Keanu Reeves says he's like 55, but I think he's a fucking liar. He's like he's 500. He's 5,500 years old. Yeah, 5,500 years old, the immortal vampire.
1: Right. <laughs> uh, I always thought it was funny, like, when you, when you go and you look up that thing that it's like, is Keanu Reeves immortal, and you see that guy – It looks just like Keanu Reeves. Yeah, if you you look up
0: Is Keanu Reeves immortal? Most of the time you get the answer
1: yes. (laughs) Because people are like, Yeah, we have like what looks exactly like him in like the 1800s, and it's ridiculous. It's like he's just kind of like drifted through the generations. He's like Lestat, you know? Yeah. (laughs) From like the uh, Anne Rice novels, you know? He just kind of like drifts through the eras. And And just just to talk about it,
0: because we were mentioning it. Uh, off, off air behind the screens. Henry Cavill is being talked about playing Wolverine. Uh, Keanu Reeves was in her view and they were like, "What, you know, if any comic book character you could choose, you could play, who would it be?" And Keanu Reeves was like, "When I was a kid, I always wanted to be Wolverine. So I guess Wolverine." <laughs> and I was like, "It'd be cool to see Keanu play Wolverine." Yeah. Still at fifty-five years old, because <clears throat> it's Keanu Reeves.
1: It's Keanu Reeves, man. He's immortal. Yeah. I think that's the thing with Keanu is that like he he probably could have been an interesting he could have been an interesting Batman. I mean, should he could have been an amazing Batman villain.
0: Whenever know. he said he he had interest in playing Constantine again, they said that the DC uh people were 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 sitting there and doing talks or are, are currently doing talks about whether they should make a Constantine 2.
1: If they do, that would be awesome. We've you
0: watched know. that movie literally like fucking 50 times
1: at least yeah we've also covered it for the show (laughs) yeah
0: so it's a great it's a great movie i'd definitely
1: watch a part two yeah uh they especially if they uh uh if they brought back rachel wise in it yeah i was about
0: to say if they could get rachel wise back uh that'd be awesome it would be cool if they could get rachel wise back and then get like daniel craig to be the villain
1: it'd be super awesome it's like keanu rachel wise Daniel craig be amazing yeah (laughs) it's like you get to work with your wife yeah because you're always talking about like you want to spend time with her and stuff yeah
0: we're gonna we're gonna literally cast you as a villain in this and she's gonna and you won't
1: have to work like a ton of scenes you'll be in like maybe like a third or a fourth of the movie you will have you in certain scenes you could be uh you could be like a version of satan you know yeah if like that's literally
0: to. who I'd cast down Craig to be yeah. Satan.
1: Have him be Satan in the movie. Yeah. That would That'd be, be fucking awesome. Yeah. Okay. Next comment. Let's get to it. <laughs> okay. So, uh, in this movie, and I, I think one of the things that happened with this movie, and I don't know if you have any kind of notes about this, but why they wanted to get Nicole, did they want to get Nicole Kidman for this specifically? Or was she just brought in because, like, other actresses turned it down?
0: Oh, they, they think other actresses turned down the role Um, for Nicole Kidman.
1: Well, because <laughs> I've always wondered, like, was she the one that they wanted to play Chase Meridian or that she just ended up with that because other people, other girls didn't want it?
0: Well, that 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 is a that is question. I don't know if question. you found
1: anything about that, but I was just. That's always. I've always kind of wondered that.
0: I think mainly what they wanted was they wanted uh, someone that had good chemistry
1: with Val Kilmer. And um, well, they kind of nailed it in this one because. You definitely feel like there's that that definite sexual tension between uh, Kilmer and and. Uh, you know Kidman.
0: So originally they wanted Renee Russo to no, really? play Chase Meridian when Michael Keaton was still attached to it.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Um but whenever Kilmer got attached to it, it was Nicole Kidman instantly and that 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 was that.
1: No, just kind of the end of it. Yeah. Okay. Cuz one of the things I thought about this and I people were kind of like why is Chase in this movie? Like, is she just here just to be the romantic interest? And my thought was, I was like, I think what happened around this time is that they're like, it almost feels, it's kind of like Bond girl syndrome, where like, in the first movie they had uh, Basinger, Kim Basinger played Vicki Vale, and they're like, you know, she's like the uh, reporter lady that works, you know, for the Gotham newspaper, and she's like trying to get information about Batman. Then she kind of gets mixed in with the Joker and she gets kidnapped and all this kind of stuff. And then in the second movie, they're like, okay, well, we're going to have another female, big female character, but it's going to be uh cat And we're going to bring in Michelle Pfeiffer, you know? And it's like, to me in this movie, they're like, okay, well, we've had a, a strong female character in each movie so far. We need another one of those. And this one will be another love interest for Bruce. And it's like, this almost feels like it's bond girl syndrome. It, yeah. I mean, it, and it could be, I mean, um, cause I, th- I think that's why people, they were under trying to figure out why chase was kind of thrown into this movie. And I'm like, well, I can understand why they did it. I mean, it's Nicole Kidman. I mean, who wouldn't want to see her in the movie, but I think the reason they did this is because they wanted the women that, uh, they put in these bond mo- in the, in these movies to feel like the women from bond movies. I think that was the whole reason they did this. Well,
0: they I know they they put Drew Barrymore in this because they wanted um, kind of like a two faces answer to Harley Quinn.
1: Oh, it's kind of like this. Um,
0: yeah. So sort
1: of uh, like blonde, you know, she wears all white and very like calm and peaceful. That's and the, the person that side. was
0: supposed to play Two Face was supposed to be Mel Gibson. Oh, okay. But he did Braveheart. Yeah. And, uh, which better choice? <laughs> um, that was a good choice. <laughs> yeah, Braveheart's an epic. The, there's nothing that could have been more of a calling for Mel Gibson than Braveheart. Um, but yeah, Rene Russo was the other choice. And, um, they just thought since, um, Rene Russo, who was older than Val Kilmer, they went with someone that was younger than Val Kilmer. Yeah. It would have been around the same age, like, Rene Russo would have been around the same age as Michael Keaton.
1: So it would make sense that they would kind of have a thing.
0: But that's still kind of weird and sexist, because in most movies you can have older men and younger women. Why can't you have older women and younger men? Right. But this was around the time that sexism was pretty rampant. So, yeah. You know, when well, you got to
1: think like how many of these movies were funded by like Harvey Weinstein, for example. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, but
0: but also, you know, you do get René Russo eventually in a movie with Mel Gibson, which was Lethal Weapon. Yeah. Where she's having his babies and stuff. And uh she's a badass cop in Lethal Weapon 4 and 3. Um <laughs> and uh you know, uh so it worked out for the best, I think, because yeah. the Lethal Weapon movies wouldn't have been as great without Rene Russo in them. Because I'm a big fan of Rene Russo; she was great in the Thor movies. Um, it's kind of like, you know, kind of like Gina Davis. Sometimes uh, people always try to bash on them because they're like, "Oh, they're not like supermodels or anything like that."
1: That's like, but I mean, you're gonna seriously talk about Gina Davis's looks, though. It's like people. People, people do that, they just kind of piss me off because it's like, yeah, she might not have, like, the looks of somebody like a Nicole Kidman. Okay, granted. But she's still an amazing actress.
0: Yeah, it always pisses me off because, like, a lot of times I, fr- I prefer them over just someone that's kind of eye candy because I'm like, I'm getting more out of this because I'm actually feeling something than, you know, just being like, okay, she's hot. But you know who else is hot if I need hot? Like, Basically anybody, anybody, anybody can be hot, right? Like not everybody can do what Renee Russo or Gina Davis or, you know, Gwendolyn Christie or people like that do. Right. And that's actually like, you know, I was, um, this is totally off topic, but we're talking about that type of, uh, person, but like Brianna Tarth from Game of Thrones, you know, people are like well this is what they're actually supposed to look like like how they're describing the books and they're like and Gwendolyn tries to look as ugly as possible for her character in that but unfortunately she is just too gorgeous right
1: (laughs) well that's the thing is that like with somebody like Gwendolyn Christie it's like she's one of those uh she's like one of those actresses that like when you see her you're like because her her look is so unique it's like wow she's actually kind of stunning when you see her not in, like, armor and, like, all this kind of stuff and, like, wearing, like, a dress or something on, like, a red carpet. It's like, damn, she actually, like, she's... She's very beautiful. Yeah, she's very beautiful. It's like, I know she has to be kind of like this, like, you know, powerful badass on Game of Thrones, but, you know, it's...
0: Even in Game of Thrones with no makeup or anything like that, a lot of times she's trying to present herself as, you know, just kind of like a knight or something or unattractive,
1: and it's just like... You're not though. Yeah, it's like it's difficult because you can't. Yeah, natural beauty is difficult to hide. Yeah,
0: it's like you're you're you know you're a bigger girl. You have a bigger stature or whatever. Like you're tall and stuff like that. But you're you're still beautiful. Like like every you know a lot of people on that show are like. You know, it's it's kind of like the Peter Dinklage thing is like his character's also supposed to be like this short dwarf ugly dude. Peter Dinklage isn't ugly. No. Even when you put scars on his face, he's not ugly. No. Like, he's an attractive-looking dude, and he's just short. He just and, happens to be short. Yeah, and it's, it's like... Yeah, you know, he's just born that way. It's great It's great to see that, though, because he can actually do stuff like that. And I, I watched an interview with him where he was basically a lot of, you know, s- smaller people like that think Warwick Davis yeah. because of, um, you know, not a lot of work happened, which was also, that ties in, because it was Willow with Val Kilmer that kind of got a lot of, You know, um, stream time to shorter people originally.
1: Right. Well, and that's one of the things, a lot of people back in the day were like, oh, well, you can be Oompa Loompas, or like when, you know, George was doing Star Wars, it's like, well, he casted little people to be the Ewoks.
0: You can be Ewoks, which was cool. Yeah. And Warwick Davis was one of those. Wicked. Uh, wicked uh but like willow like the you know the the movie willow or whatever with val kilmer he was the main character he was the main character yeah with val kilmer and it's and, like that's
1: warwick davis it's like he's you know he's like a really well-known actor now uh because of stuff like willow and you know he was yeah you kind of broke down that door for like uh yeah, you wouldn't have sized like, actors to get more roles. Yeah, you wouldn't
0: have a uh, Werner Troy, rest in peace. Yeah, you Bert wouldn't Troyer. have a yeah, you wouldn't have a uh, you know Peter Dinklage or anything like that if yeah. it wasn't for Warwick Davis. I mean, it's it's great because I mean Peter Dinklage is he's the guy that is uh, um, they did a thing where they're like if you're going by screen time or storyline in Game of Thrones. Technically, his character is the main character because he's been in the most scenes. Yeah. And the most episodes. Yeah, Tyrion's been in the most scenes in the most episodes, in all of Game of Thrones.
1: <laughs> Even more like Jon Snow and yeah,
0: everybody. Daenerys. Daenerys, and... And everybody. Like he's been in more scenes, he's had more lines and everything than anybody in the show.
1: Well, I mean, when you're that talented, it's like you know. Just... Well, he won an Emmy. So no, I mean that just the does one, to only show one you're... off
0: the show that's won an Emmy
1: yeah <laughs> but uh but we'll go over this bit uh, about uh Chase Meridian, right and then and then we'll talk about our our good buddy Michael <laughs> Joel Schumacher, right? Um, so it says, uh, Nicole Kidman sexes things up a, a little, surprisingly. She sizzles and is the only thing good about this movie. <laughs> Drew Barrymore embarrasses herself by playing a pointless role. Uh, Kidman, on the other hand, and Kilmer, have been uh, uh, have been uh, great in other films like Moulin Rouge and Tombstone but Joel is simply incapable of getting any good performances out of his actors don't believe me there's a scene where Kidman's character tells Batman to meet her at her place at midnight even though she's expecting company she decides to sleep in the nude before he shows up I can understand her character is trying to seduce Batman but why go to bed and fall asleep when you're expecting company just listen to her character's inner conflict when she says, I can't believe it. I've imagined this moment since I first saw you. And now that I have you, and I guess the girl's got to grow up sometime. I guess I can't blame Kidman on doing the best with the crap she was given. Uh, someone needs to fire Mr. Scriptwriter. I challenge you to watch Kidman and Kilmer in one scene and not laugh. Uh, it's in the uh, bedroom uh, where Kilmer does the most cringe inducing smile ever seen on camera. <laughs>
0: so are, is this person watching movies and trying not to laugh I, I is that think the so. point of watching movies It's like watch this and don't laugh right because anytime you can watch a movie and laugh even if it's a bad movie it's a good movie right
1: because at least you're entertained by it somehow
0: yeah wh- what what do they say about movies that are so bad they're good it's because like they the make room. you. Yeah, like they make you laugh. They entertain you. They're yeah. they're bad movies. Cuz you're like, "Why
1: the fuck do they do dialogue like this? Why is this written like this? And it's like
0: this is funny. This is hilarious. This I can, I can understand. Um I can understand it. Like um Nicole Kidman is amazing in this movie. Yeah. Uh she is one of the 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 better you know
1: um because you could say that she has a presence like right when you first see her at the very beginning, when they bring her in to help, I would assume they bring her in because she's she's an actual psychologist in the movie. Right. That's what she's supposed that's what chase is. She's a psychologist. And what, what uh, was it? The commissioner Gordon was trying to figure out through psychology, what two face was, was planning like what he was up to. And then when he starts robbing the bank, then chase shows up to try and, like analyze why he's robbing the bank basically. Right. You know, and then she sees Batman and she's like, Oh shit. Cause she's not from Gotham. She was brought in like specially to, um, to help out the Gotham police department, analyze some of these villains. Right. Mm-hmm. And that was the way I understood it because she's never seen Batman before she moves to Gotham. So she doesn't know anything really about him. And then she sees him coming in to help, uh, stop the the bank heist with Two Face and his goons, and she's like, "Oh shit, like what's up with this dude?" Because she looks at Batman like this. I could write a fucking book about this guy. Yeah, and
0: she sees him, and she's like, "We're gonna get a fuck. On. Uh, We're we, gonna get a fuck. On. We gonna We're get gonna get a fuck, fuck on him. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, she's, we gonna get up. We were talking up. about this earlier. Chase is Chase is very thirsty. She is horny as she, fuck. She
1: she she wants a tall drink of water, and she's in the middle of the desert. She is thirsty as shit in this movie. Cause
0: we gonna get a fuck We gonna get a fuck We gonna get fuck Randy's gonna fuck tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Randy with like eight A's. <laughs>
1: Shout out to Azizan. Sorry. Uh <laughs> <laughs> i wish they would do a randy movie just off the off subject for i would a love that i would just love have that. Aziz Ansari do like a randy movie like that uh you know that would be fucking hilarious that dj
0: makes it all that shit way more funny too yeah. this. you must you be this tall to ride randy's dick does
1: the little air horn thing <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's good shit but uh, I think the thing about, like, chasing this movie is I think because she is supposed to be kind of like the Bond girl syndrome. She's supposed to be, yeah. like, there for story purposes, but also starts to have a romantic thing going on with Bruce slash Batman because she's kind of torn between both of them. She kind of wants Batman, but then she also becomes close to Bruce because she starts trying to break down, you know, Bruce's... Uh, psychological aspect because he is Batman and she doesn't know that but when she starts trying to understand like why it's difficult for him dealing with like his parents death and you know that kind of thing and he was young when it happened she starts breaking down you know Bruce like you know why is it that you know you know your parents death it still lingers with you as much as it does and so I think that they're looking at it from the standpoint of like usually like bond girl criteria is they have to be involved in the plot in some way and they have to like have a thing for bond during the course of the movie and and they have to die by the end yeah yeah they either die by the end or they bang james and then like you roll credits most of them die (laughs) a lot of them die a lot of bond girls don't make it yeah most of them don't make it but you know, in this movie, it's kind of like they're they're almost like putting her in there as if she's a Bond girl type of archetype character, and it's I, I think that. People, Joel Schumacher was like, "I'll never direct a Bond. Let me make this Bond." Yeah, let me. Yeah, because you could you could tell when he puts Val Kilmer in the suit, and then you see him interacting with like Chase, for example, as Bruce, just normal Bruce, and it's in a suit, not in the Bat suit uh dealing with chase it almost feels like bond dealing with a bond girl you mm-hmm. know from like a like a just a regular bond movie
0: you almost felt like they were gonna play dun 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 dun
1: <laughs> then he pulls out a gun and you're like wait batman doesn't use guns
0: yeah this is bullshit. ben affleck's like
1: yeah hold i my use beer. fucking gatlin gun yeah i can use I fucking mow your
0: fucking ass sh- down Will, There's I never will. been anything in my handbook that said I didn't kill people. You try not to kill people, though. Right. That is something Batman does try to do—not kill people. Yeah. He may kill some people, but he tries not to By just circumstance. Mo- but he doesn't just like pull out like a
1: fucking automatic and like.
0: <laughs> that is something that's always existed <laughs> in Batman. there's like well you know uh christian bell's batman probably killed some people yeah probably but he didn't mow them down with machine guns fucking
1: automatic guns yeah that is
0: way different you are a fucking criminal if you're just mowing down people with guns even if they are criminals you are a fucking criminal right you're not a vigilante you're a criminal yeah if you're just like pulling up and mowing people down with machine guns
1: yeah that is sadistic. And then, you know, putting a, a cattle brand on the survivors, it's like, yeah, that's because Because more... a lot
0: of those people might not have a choice but to do crime to survive, yeah. and you're just going to mow them down with machine guns? No. Beat their ass like a real fucking hero. Like a man, yeah. Yeah, like a man. Like, <laughs> fucking... Captain America wouldn't just show up with a machine gun
1: and slaughter people. Unless you're a Nazi, he will slaughter the fuck out some Nazis. He would
0: fucking but hey, are we gonna blame him? Has Batman fought Nazis? No. No. <laughs> uh
1: but I I think the thing with Chase is that I think sometimes people are a little bit too harsh on Nicole Kidman in this movie. And it's like, look, she she didn't have a choice in the script.
0: People hate Australians.
1: Yeah, they do. But I'll um, i love you, Nicole Kidman. Yeah, Nicole. That's that. I would say that one of the things that I've always liked about this movie is how Nicole Kidman does play Chase very serious. Like she doesn't play that character for laughs. She doesn't really have like comedy moments with her or anything. She plays Chase pretty straight up, you know. And like you were saying, it's like her performance is one of the things that you liked about this movie. I, I liked it
0: about the best. And if you have a fucking problem with that, take it up with Hugh Jackman. Because right. they're friends, and I'm pretty sure he'll kick your ass.
1: Yeah. Uh, from one Australian to
0: another. but uh, She's married to Keith Urban. He's not a fighter. You, Jackman, I bet you can fight a little bit, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
1: if you're Australian, don't
0: you kind of have to be able to fight? Well, Keith Urban is, too, but I, I just don't see him as a fighter. Yeah, He's tiny.
1: probably not. He's really tiny. He's a wee lad. Uh, <laughs> but, great
0: guy. Great guy, though. Yeah. He's super great.
1: Yeah, good guy. Um, but I just, I know that some people were like, you know, why is the chase is so horny in this movie? And my point about that is like, is it so, is is it so fucked up in a movie that it's like women have sex drives. We know this, right? Like that's, that's a known thing. Like we know scientifically that that's real. Right. So
0: you don't have to explain it like that. Yeah. It makes it sound like some stats that were just made up now. It's like, we know scientifically girls do get horny yeah it's like yeah i mean she has to like i don't know the same questions weren't weren't asked whenever you know the spider-man movies were coming out with mary jane right wanting to bang spider-man yeah and you know not um peter parker but she kind of, you know she was just kind of she's really hot and nicole kidman i mean some some things are a little problematic and that, but, um, mainly she was just kind of like, I'm trying to choose, you know, who I kind of want, And that's, uh, that's good. That's a yeah. good thing.
1: But the thing about Batman in particular, I think the reason she's, she has a thing for Batman immediately is because she's attracted to the psychological aspect of Batman. Like what, like when you think of the premise of Batman, it's a billionaire who, you know, loses his parents at like a young age. He's raised literally by the family butler in a giant fucking mansion, like alone pretty much. And oh, the story's it, batshit crazy. And, and when he, when he becomes like a, uh, you know, like a, uh, you know, well past teenage, I would imagine he decides that like, I'm going to become a vigilante. I'm going to wear a fucking body armor. And I'm going to go out and beat the shit out of criminals at the middle of the night because I'm, you know, Gotham is so corrupt. The police are corrupt. The mafia is everywhere everything in the city is fucked because Tony's
0: Pirano. I mean, he's yeah, you've got mafia, drugs.
1: you've got crime syndicates and shit everywhere. And all these, you know, crazy villains. I'm going to do something about it. If the police won't do something about it, fuck it. I will. And chase, I think is attracted to that initially because she's like, what kind of psychosis do you have to go through that? You're willing to dress up in a fucking bat costume and body armor and go and beat the shit out of criminals at night and put your life on the line. Like, I think she's attracted to the danger of Batman and, like, his psyche, because she's a psychologist. And I think initially she's like, fuck, this dude is fascinating. What makes him want to do this?
0: She is horny as fuck, though. She literally calls him to the rooftop with the bat signal. And, and she's just right like, there on. in la- lingerie. Yeah. Like, she's like, let's fuck on this rooftop.
1: Right? <laughs> Like right now. But that's the thing. Like he sees the, he sees the signal and he's dealing with, with Nygma. Right. And so that's kind of what happens is that he's like, you know, I need an answer now. And he was like, Oh, I'm sorry. You know, Ed, I I can't give you an answer right now. Yeah. She actually helps create a villain. Right. So then basically what happens is, is that he, he goes to his office and I always thought that was kind of cool. They had like the, the little tube thing that brought him to the bat cave And then he suits up, gets in the fucking car, goes out, and he gets up to the rooftop and he was like, you know, Commissioner Gordon. And she was like, like, he's "He's got the night off. Um, Take off the suit. I'm about to ride that dick hard. And he was like, like, the the fucking bat signal's not a beeper. Like, you can't just flash this shit. Like, do you have any idea how much work I got to go through to Google all this shit? I got to go home, get the suit, get the car. I got to get all my fucking gadgets and my bullshit. <laughs> and then I show I up all and all this. you do
0: is you want to fuck. Like, seriously, And it's just Nicole Kidman. So it's like, eh, I mean, is that worth the effort?
1: Yes, it is. Yes, you should have banged her on the rooftop. What the fuck is wrong with you, Bruce? Yeah. I mean, I understand his point of like, you know, you can't You're just tra- call me whenever you kind of, whenever, you know, you want your panties rustled, but at the also, same token, yes, you could have done that. But You could have totally done it right. then. <laughs> Do you think it would have been weird if, like, she fucked Batman and then she fucked Bruce and she's like, wait, that's the same dick.
0: <laughs> it's the same
1: guy. That's the, that's like the questions profile. that I'll you like... find in Batman Forever. Yeah, I,
0: I, I liked it all, though. So. <laughs> she was like, it was, it was kind of like I was fucking Val Kilmer the whole time. Yeah. Wait, is Val Kilmer Batman?
1: <laughs> yes. Val Kilmer is Batman still to this day. Uh, but, uh. <laughs> uh but anyway um so Joel Schumacher, right he's uh not a good director <laughs> we're just gonna we're just gonna immediately jump into that, are we um he a lot of people think that he's the reason that they had to kill Batman off for a bunch of years and then bring it back with Nolan, which to a degree we it's might true. actually kind of owe a little bit of that reset to. Joel Schumacher. <laughs> so so we'll give you a little credit. You you fucked up so much with we Batman got and Robin Nolan. that we got Christopher Nolan to fucking direct and we got Christian Bale and Michael Caine as fucking Alfred and Gary Oldman as Commissioner Gordon. We got fucking Heath Ledger and Aaron Eckhart as fucking villains. Like, come on, man. Heath Ledger, the greatest Joker Tom of all Hardy time. Tom Hardy is fucking bad. <laughs> But Joel Schumacher, he kind of – it's almost like he failed so miserably with Batman and Robin that they were like, we just got to blow this shit up and start over. Like We got to just have a total reset of our everything.
0: Joel Schumacher came in and he was like, I'm the Michael Bay of this shit right now. <laughs> so um, when he
1: showed up, he was like, everybody, I got the big dick. So you got to do what so I'm going to So what
0: we're going to do is we're going to make, you know – We're going to make Mr. Freeze a dumbass played by Arnold Schwarzenegger.
1: But literally, Mr. Freeze is, like, supposed to be, like, a fucking genius. He's supposed to be a
0: fucking genius. Right. Like, Like
1: he's not not supposed to be
0: making, like, cold puns or anything like
1: that. (laughs) He's supposed to be a serious fucking character. Well, since we're, like, on Batman and Robin just for, like, a second here, I, I always heard that one of the reasons why that movie was made so cartoony was because they wanted to sell toys. And they figured that if they made it very cartoony and campy, that it would be easier for them to sell toys because uh, kids would be able to go see it. It wasn't as violent, maybe, as some of the other stuff.
0: Well, here's a (coughs) newsflash. All comic book movies and all hero-type movies are made to make toys. Right. That is why The Force Awakens was basically a new hope. Even though Abram says that wasn't his attention, even... I, I mean, I don't care about any of that. Because that's exactly what it was. When it was you watch
1: a... it, you're like, this is basically a new way to introduce characters so we can sell toys. We have a new droid. We have new characters we can sell. We have new X-Wings. We can sell new X-Wings.
0: It's like a girl's the main character now. Yeah. And she, com- she complains just like Luke complained. You remember when Luke was... Like, oh, you know, uh, uh hey, I want you to do this, Luke. And he's like, oh, but I wanted to go down and do this with my parts. And then he's a hero. It was ridiculous at the time. And then they made a bunch of toys and they sold them. Yeah. And then they did the same thing with Ray, where he's he like, I don't want to deal with this droid. And he was like, okay, I'll deal with it. I'm a hero now. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, and and it's it's the same it's the same thing with everything now. It's just like um, with the Batman stuff. It's just people just want to see someone that can sell toys, and that's the difference between Marvel and DC. Is you're not going to be able to sell as many DC toys as you can Marvel toys, because yeah. Marvel is just kind of made for that, right? they they that's what they are. They're they're an action comic book. They have more they have better villains um as far as an action standpoint. DC can make their money though by going dark. Yeah. Not trying to sell the toys and everything like that. But, but like you're saying, they're they're trying to sell toys. They didn't. They didn't sell toys in Batman or Robin because it was awful.
1: Yeah. But that was the thing they thought that was the the thing that I always heard was that their rationality for making the movie as cartoony and cheesy as they did was they were like, if we get a lot of kids to watch this, we're gonna sell tons of Batmobiles, we're gonna sell tons of action figures, we're gonna you know, this is just gonna be like big, it's gonna be everywhere and it fucking bombed. And mm-hmm.
0: You know what they did sell a bunch of toys of and <coughs>
1: Batmobiles of and stuff?
0: Their animated series.
1: Yeah. Oh, the animated series. They sold tons of stuff, yeah. You
0: know what Mr. Freeze was like in the animated series? He was a genius.
1: Yeah. Well, the the episode uh, with Mr. Freeze and, like, his, his backstory actually won, like, a Daytime Emmy. Yeah. That was, like, an award-winning episode because they were, like, uh, it won for, like, what, best dramatic episode of yeah. a series? Yeah. And it was a fucking cartoon. And kids responded to it. Yeah. Like kids.
0: So don't tell me that kids are stupid and you got to make it so dumb and cartoony because you're like, oh, well, we think kids are they just want fucking dumb, stupid. They want funny,
1: dumb stuff and some
0: action. Kids aren't stupid. They want to see something just like everybody else wants to see something. My oldest kid is three years old. He's not going to watch some, some dumb, stupid bullshit. <laughs> he wants he he wants to tell you something after something that he watched, right? Like he doesn't want to be like, oh well, I just watched a bunch of jackasses free shit. He's not gonna watch that and do a bunch of ice puns. Yeah, he he's Cold not. Puns. Th- and also, newsflash:
1: kids don't understand puns, right? Puns are for like adults that understand the humor. Yeah, kids don't give a fuck about puns. No. <laughs> So why they thought that, like, let's let's put Arnold in this movie and then have him do, like, a bunch of one-liner puns. It's like, oh, God. And then they really, they they brought in Uma Thurman, who is an amazing actress. And it's like, we just want you to be so hammy that, like, you're almost not believable as a human being anymore. And that's the problem. You're
0: basically a plant.
1: You're basically a plant. Play it it like you're a plant, Uma. (laughs) (laughs) She's probably like,
0: what is... What does that mean? What the fuck
1: does that even mean? You know how plants want to fuck all the time? Right. And they yeah. want to seduce Robin and Batman and shit. And then turn them against each other? You know right. how those plants fuck? <laughs> it's like,
0: what? What are you talking about? Yeah.
1: it's Plants don't fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, they rely on bees and shit to pollinate in other areas. Yeah. Um, but I'll, I'll go over this part because I think that... Uh, people had a really big reaction to the difference between Tim Burton's style, which is—I always thought that Tim Burton's version of Batman, like the way that, like the sets and everything, even like the cars—they right. felt like kind of like a 1920s, 1930s, like a film noir type of thing. Right. Because the cars look old school, the architecture looks old school, and then Joel Schumacher was like, "Fuck, let's just put neon everywhere." <laughs> And that's one of the things about this movie. I'm like, this version of Gotham is the brightest version of Gotham I think I've ever seen on film.
0: It's like this. This is Gotham. Uh, this is real
1: Gotham. This
0: is Gotham on acid. This, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with the
1: fucking uh, the neon gangs and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, I I found this comment and I was like, I don't know. I, I'm like I I think I'll just will copy this down because I'm like I think this is interesting to talk about too. Um, so it says, uh, the biggest crime in Gotham is how Joel Schumacher rebuilt the city. He demolished Burton's Gothic atmosphere and added colored lights and large bronze statues to turn the desolate wasteland of a city into a sparkling Las Vegas wonderland. He also introduced the phosphorus gang, <laughs> a group of guys who glow in the dark and play heavy metal music. Uh, drug trafficking never looks so fabulous. uh big naked man statues face painting gangs and rubber nipples similar summarize everything that joel has added to the franchise i've heard some arguments standing up on joel's defense claiming that the movie um would have been better with the deleted scenes put back in namely two scenes one which two-faced is escaping from arkham asylum uh writing some sort of anti-bat message in in victim's blood and another scene where Bruce gets amnesia and has to remember why he's Batman. The first scene was supposedly cut for being too scary for kids, but I can safely say that it was filmed and edited to fit the rest of this crap fest perfectly. And the amnesia scene was utter crap. Honestly, amnesia? As if a bullet grazing Bruce's forehead and causing amnesia isn't far-fetched enough, how about the fact that he cures it in under five minutes? The scene wasn't cut for being too dark or too slow. It was cut for being too stupid.
0: This guy knows this for a fact.
1: I, I, you know, that's the thing. If you're on the internet, you know everything is fact, right? You, everything, everything that you is say fact. is gospel, right? Because you said it on IMDb, and it's that's the word, and nobody else can say anything against it.
0: Yeah, I mean, all that's wrong. I mean, I mean, this was. This was a well made movie. I mean it wasn't the best directed movie ever. I Is mean, Joel
1: Schumacher Tim Burton? No. No, I mean but
0: Joel Schumacher basically does nothing now. I mean but Tim
1: Burton still has a career, so
0: But when you're talking about what, what should you get out of a movie for it to be a good movie? Well, you should get entertainment. And if you get entertainment and you, you think it's a fun movie, then it's a good movie.
1: It succeeded.
0: And that's what, what it did for us. I mean, it was fun. It succeeded. We like Val Kilmer.
1: Yeah, Val Kilmer has always been good. Um, I think the thing with this movie for a lot of people is that people are like, it's too campy. It tries to go back to the 60s era Batman too much by being too funny and stuff like that. And I'm like... Well, the thing is, is that there's plenty of people who love that kind of, you know, campy, comedy Batman that you had back in the '60s. Does that mean that it's bad or that it's wrong because of that? No, it's like you have different Batman eras for like different flavors, right? Some people love the Keaton era Batman, the first two, the '89 Batman and Batman Returns, and they're like, "That's my shit. Michael Keaton's my dude." You have other people you never that fucking with the love devil on a paloon night, right? And you have other people who love the uh, the Christopher Nolan, you know, Christian Bale era. Look at me. <laughs> the Dark Knight era, right? <clears throat> you have some people that you know their you know favorite version of Batman might have been the one from the fucking animated series. Like that was their favorite version of the Batman story. Was the one from the animated show? I'm Batman, <laughs> which also featured Mark Hamill as the damn Joker. But, you know, you don't find very many people that are like, no, Joel Schumacher had the best versions of Batman. We get that. We understand that it's not no considered. No one has ever
0: said George Clooney was her favorite Batman. Yeah. Have you ever like, heard anybody
1: um, in real life ever say, you know who did the fucking best as Batman? Fucking George Clooney. I'm, um, you know, I'm, 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 I'm Batman. So. <laughs> it's like, I think a lot of times what happens is is that people... People, like, when they, they go into, like, a Batman movie, for some reason, they just expect, like, perfection. Like, everything's going to be great. And it's like, you know. The best thing I've ever heard
0: uh, anyone say about Ben Affleck's Batman was Kevin Smith. Whenever he's like, I've seen Batman's dick. <laughs> that was literally what he said. Yeah. Which raises all kinds of questions about, like, why has Kevin Smith seen Batman's why, why has dick
1: yeah why, why was that on Mallrats? rats like when did that happen <laughs> was he working on like chasing? he wasn't amy or nude something? in that he wasn't nude in any of that yeah it's like when he was on chasing amy it's like it's like wait a minute i don't remember holding ever why being why do you see his dick why why have you seen his dick bro you definitely didn't see his dick in jersey girl no it's like so does that mean they're like just privately off camera you just randomly saw kevin smith's like, like show me your dick ben i want to see i want to see that dick that wrote *Goodwill Hunting* with Matt Damon. That's a show good, me that *Goodwill Hunting* dick. That's a good dick, Ben. That's yeah. a good dick. You're gonna be Batman one day. You're gonna be. You're gonna be fucking Batman. That and Daredevil. dick
0: is gonna get you to Batman.
1: Yeah, you're gonna be Daredevil first, and then that dick is gonna get you to be Batman. <laughs> You know, it's because the- they're gonna be like, "Nah, Daredevil doesn't have that big of a dick. You should play Batman. You should be Batman. You should <laughs> you should fail upwards. Yeah, because you, you fucked has- up. So we'll give you an even bigger right. person. Batman to play.
0: probably has a bigger dick than Daredevil or something. <laughs> I don't know. Probably not. Daredevil seems like he probably has a bigger dick than Batman.
1: I feel like because Daredevil he's from would Hell's be a Captain. better lover, though.
0: <laughs> yeah, like Daredevil would just. He he would be more considerate. He would
1: be more considerate because he has the echolocation. Yeah. He understands the vagina better.
0: Yeah, he he would feel the throb of the body and stuff, right. and they'd just
1: be like coming. Yeah, they'd just
0: coming like all over his face.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's probably the perfect note to end on. Just leave that mental image in your fucking head, you know. Uh but that's the thing is that like it's just like like I always because I always equate like the Batman movies to like the Bond movies to a degree because they both have gadgets. They both have badass cars. They both have like the love interests and the crazy villains. Like there's a lot of similarities. Whenever a Batman is casted, it brings up a lot of news in Hollywood just like when Bond gets casted, it's a big deal. who's gonna replace and be the new Bond. Who's going to be the new Batman? Like, they're always kind of mixed in together. And I think that just like how, you know, people that are like Bond fans, they either, like, love the Connery era, they're like Roger Moore apologists, or maybe they, you know, maybe they love, you know, uh, Pierce Brosnan's era. They're, They're just big Pierce Brosnan fans. And then you have people nowadays that are like, no, I love the Daniel Craig era. Steve will tell you that his favorite version of Bond is the Daniel Craig Bond because he likes that one the most.
0: Yeah, he's the and best. that's
1: the thing. If you if you talk to you know my roommate, my roommate would tell you that his favorite version of Bond is the Connery era because he grew up in the '60s watching the Bond movies back in those days. He and Connery likes was rape. Guy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, man. Goldfinger was a different time, man. That was the sixties. Shit was different back then. It's weird. It's totally weird. Now you watch it and you're like, man, Goldfinger, that movie has a, has a lot of rapey shit in it. It's difficult to like watching the barn. I mean, difficult. Rapey
0: is still rapey. Yeah. Rapey is rapey. But
1: you know, you know, you got to think back in the sixties, man, they didn't have that thought that that was a bad idea, but that still doesn't make it. Okay. It doesn't make it. Okay. But at least you understand the context, like back in those days, they just went with it. They didn't think about it like we do now, or at least yeah, not they the same should. level. They should, but that's the thing. It's like, you can like whatever kind of Batman you want, but I think that Batman forever, if you're going to watch any of the two Schumacher movies that he did, Batman forever is the one that you watch. Batman and Robin is difficult to sit through. I've seen it a couple Burton of times. Said he
0: hated the title of Batman forever. Cause it sounds like it, he said it sounded like a tattoo a fanboy would get about batman
1: yeah oh a tattoo oh okay i could see that you have a batman tattoo what if you just put forever at the bottom of it i think i would hate it underneath the bat like imagine if you were just like really fucking drunk and then your brother tattooed forever underneath your bat logo you would look at it and be like Greg, what the fuck did you do to well, me? For
0: one thing, I'm smart enough not to get a tattoo on drunk because you'd bleed a lot. <laughs> it, right. It, it wouldn't be a good tattoo anyway. Right. But um, I would never get the, the, the word forever, ever tattooed on me because that's just stupid. <laughs>
1: you're right. Because you know, who Cause knows? Na- you might be 80 and fucking hate Batman and you're like, take this shit off my arm. I would never hate Batman.
0: <laughs> but I would hate the word forever because forever is bullshit. Yeah.
1: yeah forever is just the metaphor for 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 now (laughs) yeah
0: for now i would have the batman present yeah Uh,
1: (laughs) batman kind of right now and probably later
0: (laughs) probably later but not forever not forever (laughs) so Uh, uh, this has been beyond the hate
1: like subscribe like us like us love us um listen uh, to us on spotify anchor itunes everything Google podcasts
0: else that you have. I was going to do something soundtrack based in the episode, but we're ins- not going to play
1: kiss from a rose. It's we're fucking
0: seal. Seal is a fucking treasure. We're not going to play that. Uh, we're just going to play something bullshit. <laughs> as a good outro, just so you guys can hear, uh, here is the new slipknot. Uncertained.
1: You mean sainted, isn't it? unsainted. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I was like, did I read that wrong? But seriously, though, listen to Kiss from a Rose from Seal. It's a really good song.